They kill the chickens because they hate the chickens, man. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Dance and move your legs around. Wow, I am really high. Lorian and Spencer. I want my weed. Yeah, can I can I get some of uh, my weed? We can here where it's legal. That's right, that's right. Statewide at least. Yeah, statewide, <laughs> statewide. Welcome bowlers to a special birthday slash East Coast edition of Bowl After Bowl. It's another another Tuesday. Token Tuesday. That's right. And it, it just so happens to be my birthday. It is. Lorraine's birthday. Birthday on the show day. October 12th. 2021 today. That's right. And hey, we are uh, broadcasting from the uh, spare attic room at your grandparents' house. That's also right. In sunny Massachusetts. Yeah, I couldn't have picked a better week to visit. New England in the fall. And yeah, the weather is beautiful up here right now. It's been in the 70s. Nice uh, layer weather. Hard to beat. T-shirt weather. The leaves are just starting to change, but not really falling. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous up here. Um, Great little trip. And we got our road set up. Yeah, we got a little road set up, so it's working. It's broadcasting. We got two streams, two butts. Two butts, two streams. We got a bit of an echo up here on these uh, bare walls. We tried to set some blankets up around us. It kind of helped a little bit. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to bear with the audio on this one because... It's a one-off. Yeah. This is uh, it's kind of like, this is way better than not doing a show. And actually, we had talked about maybe we're going to pre-record a show and have... Uh, you know, play it, play it from there or have somebody else play it on the stream or something. It was just like, you know what? The show must go on. That's right. Pre-recorded is just not our style. And how could I miss my birthday show? That's right. It's I a, didn't miss that. It's a great party, a great birthday. and uh, Birthday bowls. Mostly we just didn't want to let the bowlers down, you know? The bowlers, uh, they come here Tuesday night, token Tuesday. They're loaded up. They're ready to go and... Uh, you know, we've, we've uh, built it up to where if we're not around, I mean, what, what are the bowlers going to do? They're going to be like, God, what are we going to do now? I know. So we couldn't do it. We couldn't We couldn't stop. Can't no. break. No, here Nothing. we are. The streak is too long now. That's right. I don't know what the streak is officially at. I'll have to look it up. But uh, it's, it's definitely too long to let some silly 1,200-mile trip... Uh, Get in the way. Yeah, or whatever it is. I don't know exactly. Now we're ready for our tour. We can go anywhere with this road set up. That's right. You know, we can do a tour. Just bring more blankets in case we have more echoey rooms. That's right. You know, I kind of understand now the benefit, like the secret hidden benefit of being, uh, what's the polite word for hoarder? Maximalist. Oh, yes. Uh, it all your shit around you just absorbs all the sound and it doesn't crack off of uh, hard walls, hard bare walls. I didn't even think about that, but you're so right. Yeah. So that, you know. Hey, we've been having a great trip, by the way. It has been a great trip. It's one of my favorite trips so far out Aww. east. And we've taken a lot of them, you know, but uh, this one in particular, 
uh, I want to say that I was surprised by the whole mask thing. I was really like part irritated, part nervous about coming up here because of the perception and of like, oh, we're going to the East Coast and, you know, while Kansas City has been supposedly under a mandate, not only the city limits itself, but also the county that we're in, Jackson County, you know, the signs are up everywhere, but everyone ignores them. I, I was surprised to find even less masks out here I, and almost surprised in a sense, but also disappointed mm. in my own hometown. And the caveat to that is, you know, we're here kind of in the burbs, deep in the suburbs, you know. Yes. We're not, we're like 45 minutes from the city, would you say? Yeah. And uh, so there's a piece of that, you know. It's probably equivalent to driving 45 minutes out of the city where we're at, as far as mask compliance goes. But the masks, I mean, we went out around all today. We went to uh, a candy shop. We went to an ice cream place. Little sit down restaurant slash ice cream parlor. We went to uh, where else did we go? A playground. Little playground slash zoo thing. I got my hair did. You went to uh, yes a salon, and you know the masks people were the exception out here. It's true. Which is very cool, you know, and 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 to be expected really uh, from the birthplace of the revolution. Hello. So uh, good on you, Massachusetts. Yeah, good work, mass holes. Good on you. Good on you. Um. Also on the way up, delightfully, we were able to meet uh, the one and only Mr. Abel Kirby. Yes, that was awesome. In the flesh, in person. And uh, he was generous enough to offer us a place to sleep the night over. Yeah. Um, out there where he's at, in Maryland, the land of Mary. And uh, yeah, just an absolute gentleman and a scholar. Total pleasure. And, and um, so grateful for him to put up with our kids too yeah oh and he was just like "Ah, you know don't yeah. worry about it. he's like i don't care but i'm like it's great i worry about it i worry about it a lot <laughs> i worry about it you know because it's it's hard to step outside of your kid's situation i bring my kids we bring our kids everywhere that we go pretty much everywhere because yes. the alternative is to drop them off with somebody else and you know who wants to do that so we bring them everywhere but it's kind of it's tough to step outside of yourself and be like, well, how is this uh, burdening other people? You know, like they're, you know, and my kids are, they're pretty good kids. They're well behaved, but they're still kids. You know, they're still four year old and two year old and they got a lot of energy and they've been cooped up in a car for eight hours a day for three days. Like they're, they're restless. You know, they got a lot of restless, restless. energy. Yes. And, uh, oh, he just was like, very laid back about it and uh, happy to have us. And, and much like when we met Fletcher, it was sort of like uh, just very natural. Like we've... We old all, friends. Yeah, old friend. Like we already, you know, it, it didn't it didn't feel like meeting somebody for the first time uh, with Abel Kirby. And I was able to sit down and do an in-person Abel craft with him. That was very cool. So if you check out the latest Abel craft in person, can you believe it? And... Uh, I guess he enjoyed our time uh, together so much that he ended up inviting us to his parents' place up in New Hampshire. So when we got up here to our destination in Mass, uh, and then we slept the night, and then the next day, the next afternoon, we headed up there to meet his folks. So Yes. I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> that was an excellent time. No, uh, absolutely lovely oh. people. And bonus, 
uh, Cotton Gin came up. Yeah, Cotton Gin. And hung out with us too. It was a party. So we made some s'mores and uh, Abel nice Kirby. Fire. Abel Kirby baked up some pork chops and some oh uh, man chicken Florentine, and it was just so good. Absolutely, I was blown away. Delicious. Too good. The man is too good. Too good to us. We're spoiled. So uh, forever in uh, debt and gratitude to Mr. Abel Kirby. And oh man, we talked uh, music, but we talked a lot about Node and Lightning. And um, I want to get into some of that because uh, things are getting nitty gritty and I'm learning a lot. And I think that uh, a lot of folks in our circle are learning a lot along with me. But you know that this is a value for value podcast and... We get caught up in a lot of stuff we want to talk about, but before we do all that, we want to thank the people that keep the show going. And um, basically, what you you already know what value for value is, but it's my duty to explain it to anybody who happens to be listening to this for the first time. And uh, value for value, what that means is we do this show every week as a labor of love. We put it out for you, the listener, on an RSS feed. That's what a podcast is. It's not a YouTube channel. You don't have a podcast if you have a YouTube channel and that's all you have. You don't have a podcast if you're behind some little walled garden that no one can get to. A podcast means you're casting out to the entire internet on an RSS feed and anyone can download it. Um, And we take that a step further by not taking any advertisements or sponsorships, but rather we ask our listeners to help us produce the show and send value back to us. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. We're really emphasizing the listener participation. The bowlers can pitch in and really take the show where they want it to go. And you can do that by giving your time, your talent, and your treasure. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. doesn't really always require money. never requires a lot of money. It's basically a, an open-ended question. We ask you to check the show out. If you like it, start by passing the bowl. Tell somebody else about it, you know? Say, hey, this new podcast, Bull After Bull. You should check it out. Uh, but we also know, and we always remind you, the first rule of being a smoker. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. So don't be a mooch and, uh, you know, pinch a little nug off. You can send us PayPal. You can stream sats, which uh, we have some exciting developments to talk about a little bit later. Uh, Boostergrams, which is a message attached to some sats, which we'll also talk about. Uh, There's so many different ways to do it, and you can do it through a better podcast app than you're using right now. Check out newpodcastapps.com and try something out with the value tag there. If it's value-enabled, that means you can plug some Bitcoin into it and stream sats and boosts and all this kind of crazy stuff. Uh, You can also do the PayPal stuff. We're happy to do that. We love doing that as well. And uh, we have several people to thank who did that this week. Starting up. Excuse me, starting off with uh, Circus Media. Circus Media, thank you. Another bowler that we've uh, met quite recently. He flew out to uh, holler at us all the way from Montana at our uh, KC meetup, the last KC meetup we did. So he sent us in uh, 3333. Aw, thank you. Which deserves a little triple dipple. And, uh, of course, a note. He says, happy birthday, Lorian. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your continued vigilance of number 33. Oh, yes. Love is lit. Circus Media. I was told if the 33 stories stopped, there would be a riot. 
So. Well, I mean. Here we are. We, you know, <laughs> you got to keep an eye on that stuff, man. There's there's a lot going on with the 33, and we it's always want to keep our finger on the pulse. And now that's been identified, you know, you gotta you gotta have it. You gotta have it. Keep it coming back. Next on our list is lavish. Lavish. Lavish of behind the schemes. Could be lavash. Could be lavash. You never really know. Uh, he left us a note. Happy birthday to the bowl queen, the Aww. hot mama, the brilliant and wonderful Lorian. Jobless, lavish. Jobless. Oh, thanks, lavish. Very nice. Uh, next on our list, Metis came in. Yeah, Metis. And uh, where's he at? We got a note here from him. Yes, happy B-Day from the Metis clan. 20, 20 buckaroonies. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Metis. Lots of birthday wishes. It makes me warm and fuzzy inside. It's more than just this bourbon. Uh, next on our list, you know him, you love him. He's Boobery. Boobs. The other half of Behind the Schemes. Check him out at loveislit.com. And he says, uh, well... He gives us 1776. Oh, yes. Like a true patriot. And uh, he says, with liberty and titties for all, <laughs> happy birthday, Lorian boobs. Oh, thanks, boobs. Did you see her breasts? Yes, yes, yes. And rounding off our list, coming in at 1633. Hold on, I got a ding. It is Quirk Ass. Quirk Ass, yay. And what does she say? She says, may all your bulls burn continuously brighter with the smoke and hot fire. Your hearts and minds forge so brilliantly, making us all howl with ecstasy. Thank you, Quirkass. Thank you, Quirkass. So much. Oh, this is so awesome. Thanks, guys, for coming to the bowl to celebrate my birthday with me. Rock on. Smoke on. He has a fantastic list, a great list. And um, if you want to join those bowlers as producers, you can always click on uh, the donate page at bowlafterbowl.com. And boy, I am going to put in, between now and Christmas, um, once we get back from vacation, you know, we don't really have any big thing that's looming that we have to worry about or plan for. You know, we're not like, nothing's on the horizon. Mm. And so I really want to just go into a hermit cave and I want to work on bullafterbull.com and I want to work on this lightning stuff because just in the short amount of time, both talking with Abel Kirby and Cotton Gin, um, and it's crazy. First of all, it's crazy how much you can accomplish and how much your perspective can change, but just meeting people in person and bouncing ideas off each other. Um, it's not anything that any one said in particular it's just sort of those conversations they give you certain insight that you just can't get without seeing people in person and interacting like uh the connection there was crazy the um thing that i was able to do um and that's another thing about tech too it's hard to look on over somebody's shoulder online right if I'm talking to somebody in an IRC chat trying to trouble troubleshoot something or if I'm messaging them on Telegram I get like maybe like 15 to 20 percent of the information I really need in a text format, you know. But if I'm looking over your shoulder on your computer, boostograms, boostograms, man, it's very important thing that's kind of going on. And I've been like, oh, I really need to look at the boostograms. I really need to figure out the boostograms. I tried installing that uh, extract TLV that Dave Jones wrote, and mostly I'm just too dumb to understand it quite yet. But I was able to look at boostograms. After talking to Abel Kirby, and he pointed me 
to Ride the Lightning, which I've opened and I kind of was like, uh, you know, I, I, I liked Thunderhub more. Turns out Abel hates Thunderhub and likes Ride the Lightning. And he's like, ah, Ride the Lightning, it gives you way more information, it gives you more stuff. So you download this uh, CSV file of your invoices. So it's true, if you go to Lightning, Invoices, you know, set them to the last hundred. You can display up to a hundred at a time, which, by the way, is kind of limiting. I wish you could display up to a thousand at a time. But all those displayed, you can download this nice little uh, CSV file, open it in, you know, your little Excel spreadsheet, and you can look at all kinds of information, like everything known about the transaction, including those uh, those TLV records. And me, being just a simple idiot, I was able to find the TLV records that have the Boostergram information in them. Uh, how to parse them with a script, I'm going to work on that. But it's going to take me a month, I guess, if I'm being optimistic. It's going to take me a minute, for sure, to uh, get a script I like that's going to parse those out and show them to me really good. But I was able to just kind of open up the CSV file and find, you know, the little, little TLV record, copy that into... <laughs> just a base 64 decoder and uh, read them one at a time. So I'm going to read you some boostergrams that we've got. Yay, boostergrams. Uh, let's see here. Starting, let's start with the uh, oldest that I went to. So I went all the way back. You might remember uh, we talked about a boostergram from C Mike, and I already read this one because he sent me a screen cap of it, not because I was able to actually see it on my end. I saw the sats come through. But I didn't see the message attached, but now I dug deep and found it. And from Fountain, at 4,200 sats, we have uh, from C Mike a little V for V for you. Boostergrams are fun, even if Fountain makes sending them a complete pain in the ass. Smoke on. This is, I'm just reading, I'm just reading what he said. Boost on. Smoke on, boost on, mwah. Yes. By the way, we also did some uh, boost ISOs with Abel Kirby. We made a boost basket. We filled that boost basket up. It was fantastic. <laughs> Um, I'll post in the show notes. He put them all on a GitHub page. And, uh, currently last I checked, there are 33 of them. Oh, very, of course. Very appropriate. Cause you know, why wouldn't there be? Uh, and yes, that boostergram came through on September 21st. So that was as far back as I went. If we got boostergrams before that, I didn't see them. I might see them in the future. If I can figure out a way to go all the way back and deep dive. Cause the records are in there. It's just a matter of, you know, I had, I had limited time. And I was already putting other stuff together for my setup here. Crazy. Uh, on September 30th, from Breeze, uh, all the boostograms, by the way, from Breeze have a 90-character limit, and they're all anonymous. Oh. So anonymous, uh, actually, boostogram does 35,000 sats. Thank you, Whoa. sir. Thank you. And uh, he says, or she, he or she, says, uh, bowlers, with an exclamation point. I hope you heard that in my voice. Bowlers. Love you both. And uh, that was while listening to episode 106. So huh. all this information comes through. And in fact, depending on what the apps, what app sends you the boostergram, like when you get one from CurioCaster, they even have a link to the clip. Whoa. And you can click on the clip and the exact moment they sent the boostergram, wherever their player was at when they sent the boostergram. Pretty cool. That's Pretty very cool. cool. Uh, on October 4th from Fountain, we received 5,000 sats from Boobery. Boobs. Because Boobery wants some action. He's all over the place on our uh, producer list today. He said, first day using Fountain. Excuse me. Uh, having a voice waiver. First day using Fountain. Fairly enjoyable. Works well with Strike. Clip feature is weird at first. 
has to transcribe a whole episode, but then you can clip based off words rather than timestamp. Thank you for your courage. And I did hear him talking about that on uh, Behind the Schemes too. So apparently when you're uh, clipping, it will be like one moment please transcribing and it'll have to transcribe your whole episode. But then after that, you can just type in words that you want to start the clip from. And, you know, assuming the transcription bot gets it right, you can go right to it. And uh, yes, we thank you for your, thank you for your boost, Booberry. Another boost came through on October 7th. And, oh. and by the way, bowlers, if you don't hear your boost and you did boostagram in this time frame, please email me, spencer at bowlafterbowl.com, because uh, this is baby's first boostagram reads here. So um, we've got boost after boost. That's right, boost after boost coming through. On October 7th from Breeze. Uh, 4,200 from Circus Media. Oh, yeah, Circus Media. And again, Breeze is anonymous, but because he identified himself in his message, I was able to deduce, obviously, that it was from him. He said, Boostagrams are a go on Breeze. Circus Media here to say, stay sexy, bowlers. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, Thank you, Circus Media. Um, Same day. October 7th from Breeze. Uh, 420 came in three times from an anonymous user who said, Hot Boxing Tour. Hot Boxing Tour, so yes. So he's, uh, he's excited for the prospect of us doing that Hot Boxing Tour. And uh, so am I, of course. And finally, the last one I was able to see is from today. Again from Boobs. And he boosted us uh, 8008. Or could it be her massive stripper titties? And uh, he says... Motor boosting. All right. No, he didn't say that. He said, thanks for being dope AF, Dame DeLorean. Oh, thank you, boobs. So happy boob. dope AF. Happy uh, booby boob birthday from Boobery. Booby birthday boobs. And that was all the boostograms that I was able to read. But I just, when I saw Abel Kirby, so here's, here's the two solutions I have seen uh, with my own eyes. For boostograms. The one is what Dave Jones wrote. It is a script that basically parses out the boostograms and sends you an email or sends you a notification, I should say, from, uh, oh, what's it called? Pushover, which is like a notification service. So you can get for free up to 10,000 notifications per month, which uh, I think would be uh, well more than what we would need. And, um, I just wasn't able to get it going and, and hook it up right, and I don't know what I was missing. And I was I didn't really have the time to kind of reach out and tell people or ask people uh, what the heck was going on. So I'm uh, I'm just figuring it out one by one. The other solution was Abel Kirby's solution, whom he didn't really want to use a third party service, and so he wrote a, a Python script that just parses out the CSV that you download from Ride the Lightning. So that was kind of, for me, getting closer to the solution. I was like, oh, I can download the CSV file, and the boostergram is in there. Like, you download it, and then it's way down in there. It's like uh, in column V. So, you know, VWXYZ, what is that? Like, 2021 cells in. You can see for every transaction, uh, you can see... There's something buried in there. It's like one of the biggest cells. And buried in there, there's something called, uh, oh, God, I'm doing this all from memory because i got to explain to you guys. I'm out on the East Coast, and I'm trying to work with my node, so I'm doing it remotely. So 
I'm doing that from my computer in my house. So it's been a huge pain in the butt. And I've I've learned how to do like uh, the remote work and the remote connection. Um, but basically you have a custom record. And one of the custom records is base 64 encoded. Uh, it's a big friggin' string. Most of them end with like an equal sign or two equal signs, but not all of them, but most of them. And I just hard copied manually, copied that and pasted it into the 60, uh, base 64 decoder. And that's how I was able to get all this info. I also learned uh, that some of these str- some of these stats are coming in through uh, Ablecraft and not necessarily uh. the bowl. So, so what I want to build is something a little bit smarter that's kind of keeping track and keeping tally of what show you're getting it from and all of that good stuff. Um, ooh, Cotton, uh, excuse me, C-Dubs posted a real, a couple of great links in there. Um, in the bowl chat? In the bowl chat. If you uh, aren't there, you should go there and hang out. Uh, com. click on Listen Live, and there'll be a link for the chat. I also want to thank NetNed, because he is sending us sats on Sphinx in the Sphinx tribe. Yes, he did. That's that's uh, very good to point out. Now that you see that, you can catch me on that. I love it. Yes, I'm trying. You're back in that Sphinx. I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> um, but anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, you can... Um, w- Abel Kirby's solution basically prints on the from the console all of his boostograms that he's recently received. And it also adds it to, I think it's a text file or something. He has some kind of a log where, you know, he keeps a running total of where all of the sats have come from. So, you know, he knows running total how many he's got from Fountain, how many he's got from Breeze and so forth. I did want to say, as far as the boostograms and boosts and stream and all of it together, uh, there was over 40K that came in in sats over the last week. And we're seeing them from Breeze, CurioCaster, Podfriend, and Fountain. And there may be even more. Wow. Uh, obviously, we're also getting stuff from Sphinx in. Um, they have a little bit different record reporting. And so that's going to be an extra step to parse as well. But I've, I've kind of come up with an idea of a new way that you could support the bowl without necessarily sending us sats. And that's to send us inbound liquidity. Open a channel to mm. one of our nodes. We run two nodes right now, and what you can do is just open a channel of any amount. Uh, well, I say any amount. Um, I think that there's like 100,000 minimum set up right now on the nodes, but uh, 100,000 sats is kind of a smallish channel in general. Um, but yeah, if you open channels to our node, that gives us the ability to receive sats. You don't have to send them, but if you open a channel directly to us, you allow the rest of the network, you allow everybody else that has a channel with you to send us sats, and that can help us as well, inbound liquidity. So um, when I redo the website, I'm going to add an easier way to do that. But for right now, you can go on 1ml.com, or you can go on amboss.space, which are two node uh, lightning node explorers, and you can just search bull after bull, and both the nodes will come up. One's bull after bull, one is bull after bull raspy, just type in bull after bull as all one word and both of those will pop up. And yeah, open a channel to us, man. Yeah. You don't have to send sats necessarily. You can. It'll be easier and cheaper uh, if you open a direct channel. But even opening that channel to us is value. And uh, if you open us a fat channel and then email at spencer at bullafterbull.com. Or Lorian at bullafterbull.com. And we'll credit you and we'll uh, give you a producership just for opening a channel to our to our nodes. It's another way to give value. I love it. That's awesome. Great idea. 
Just to uh, wrap up the value segment real quick, uh, one last uh, way you can give value, well, not one last way, but many different ways in one last category is your time and talent just by sending in uh, news ideas, clips. uh, 33 stories. Always popular. Um, Or voicemails. We have a voicemail line, and uh, we do a first-time-I-ever topic every week. So this week we're kind of going on the spooky October train, and you want to talk about the first time you ever carved a pumpkin. Uh, And it's easy to weigh in. All you got to do is you pick up your phone and... Sorry, you just call us in, leave a message. Simple uh, as. Play it on the show. You don't necessarily have to talk about the FTI topic, although uh, that is the most encouraged thing. But you can also weigh in on whatever's on your mind or whatever we said there. Uh, happy birthdays to Lorian is appropriate for today, obviously. And uh, yeah, we'll play it on the show. And even if you're voice shy and you don't want to leave a voicemail, or if you have a very distinct voice and you don't want to be doxxed, we understand. You can just text. You can just text. We don't yeah. have to play your voice on the show if you don't want anybody to hear what your voice sounds like. Just text it in and I'll read it in my own voice. And uh, that way you're covered. All your bases are covered. Yes. Photos are welcome as well. That's right. Cryptic messages in image form. One last thing them. One last thing in the lightning uh, realm of things. So we've been talking about it. And we're working on setting up a ring of fire. And this is probably the biggest learning experience, again, for myself, but also for everybody in the ring. Uh, And it's been a really great one. So I've been involved in a few rings of fire before, and I've led, well, I shouldn't say I've necessarily led one, uh, but I ran the Igniter script. So there's a script on uh, GitHub called Igniter. Put it in the show notes. It's pretty simple. You basically declare your whole, um, you declare all the nodes in the route, put yourself at the last, you declare how much the uh, balancing transaction is going to cost, you declare the max fees you're going to pay, and then you can test build it, and then you can send that. A ring of fire, I've talked about it a few times, and one of the things about this bleeding edge kind of stuff, especially when it comes to coding, it's hard to talk about. It's hard to really uh, wrap your mind around what's going on why is it going on? What the hell is a ring of fire? Why am I wasting my time with this? What's going on? The ring of fire essentially is a uh, channel opening strategy. What it gives you at, uh, at base value is the ability to open two new channels at a certain capacity while only paying for one of them and then balancing those so that they're perfectly balanced. So if you are attending to be a routing node, uh, which podcasters uh, I, I talk about that let me let me focus in on the <laughs> ring of fire this always gets crazy so there's nothing in and of themselves special about any of these channels that you open when you're in a ring of fire uh, other than that bang for your buck and a nice little connectivity we have six in our little podcaster ring of fire so myself abel kirby Booberry, Medus, dave jones uh, and Adam Curry are all in this, the first podcast or specific Ring of Fire that, it's also like the first one that I've just 
kind of taken the ball and organized myself. The Ring of Fire is always tough to organize because you're talking about organizing six guys and they all have to play with their nodes, you know, in, in a semi-coordinated fashion. It doesn't really... So on average, it takes like maybe 10 days to two weeks to really, from the time everybody says I'm in to the time you send that nice magical balancing transaction. Because uh, everyone's got to open channels. Um, some people have a learning curve, maybe... In, in Boobery's case, this is the first channels on his node that he just built his Raspy Blitz. And so he's obviously very excited about getting that going. And once we get these balanced and connected, he can uh, add his uh, new node to Podcast Wallet. So he's excited about that. Uh, and it's all it's teaching us all how to open channels, manage channels, balance channels, all this great stuff. So the way it works, again, I'll just recap. We have six guys. And uh, in our case... I'll just read you exactly how it how it is. Um, starts with my node. I opened a channel for 500,000 sets to Adam. Adam opened one to Booberry. Booberry opened one to Dave. Dave to Metis. Metis to Abel Kirby. Abel Kirby back to me. That's a six-person uh, six ring of fire, those six channels. You don't really want much more than six. You get you got to have at least three because that is, you know, still a shape. If you have two people, you can't really do a ring. So a minimum of three. But six, you know, you can do eight, but when you start adding past six, you're actually not really that well connected necessarily with everybody in the group. With three, you know, you can go either direction in the ring. If you think about it like a... You remember that old chart that used to be uh, on gopodcasting.org? And it showed... yeah, it showed everybody's showed everybody's node and the lines between them. Yeah. So if you made a chart on Cheese Robot, it would have our six nodes, and there would just be a, a a hexagon with those channels. Bing, 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 bing. So you can go in any direction. So the most I have to hop is three to get to anybody in this ring. If I add another guy, maybe I have to have four hops. If I add another guy. There's a guy five hops away, but in my ring, kind of there's a diminishing return the more people you add. Three to six is what I recommend for these rings of fire. It's also not like most easier intuitive thing. You know, it takes uh, a little bit of practice. Something always goes wrong. Um, and if one guy has an issue in the whole ring, you got to wait for the one guy to figure out his issue. In this case, surprisingly, Dave Jones... Uh, Opened a channel that was private, which I think he just had the tab turned over. I mean, all of this stuff is so easy just to, if one little thing is off, um, it can goof it all up. So another thing that is the biggest pain in the butt about the Ring of Fire is the fee structure. You can set fees when you open channels. The fee is what someone has to pay for a payment to go through that channel. Say I'm routing a payment, I have nothing to do with the payment other than it's going through my node. If you want me to send your payment along, you got to pay me whatever I set my fee to. Default, it's one base fee plus one part per million, which is one millisatoshi uh, per million, or it's one sat per million sats. So if I send okay. a, if I send a million sat payment through, I'm keeping a sat of that, that kind of thing. Um, in order to keep your channels from balancing before you send this payment. You want to open that channel and then jack your fees way up, right? And then the Lightning Network says, oh, we're not going to send the payment there because it's too expensive. We'll find another route. It's tough because if your channels aren't open and confirmed soon enough, maybe that gets unbalanced. Maybe it goes this way or that way. 
the node, uh, the ring of fire works because of that way that you open them in order around your chain. All of the, that 500,000 sats in our case, everybody's channel, it's sitting on their own side. So at the end, when I route half of that 250 around the chain and back to myself, that's what balances all six of those channels instantly. As fast as a lightning payment goes through, that's how fast those channels are balanced. But it doesn't work if they're unbalanced. So then we had a little issue of one of the channels got unbalanced, and then we had an extra issue of unbalancing a different channel trying to rebalance the channel that's unbalanced. Oh, so no. things can go haywire, but the beauty of it is you're learning about how to keep that from happening, how to open a, They all have to be public channels, for instance. All this stuff you're learning along the way, and as far as the Lightning Network's concerned and why I push, even though I understand the pain that it causes, why I push the Ring of Fire... Um, uh, Ring of Fire is a burning thing and Abel Kirby even recorded a little ditty about it which I hope to I hope that you'll hear soon but uh, it's possible to get burned in a Ring of Fire not uh, not so much in a permanent way but there's just headaches and those are all part of the learning process and that's how we're going to understand this node thing even more as being part of one but um, suffice it to say we're going to have that Ring of Fire set up and then the channels are going to be there and they're going to be available to route payments. Now, to close this out, there's different channel management strategies, which we've talked about before. Being a merchant, being a, a spender or a customer, and then being a router. If you're a merchant, you want inbound liquidity only. You basically want people to open up channels to you, and then you receive a bunch of sets. Once those channels are balanced to where all the money is on your side, you just close the channel, and then those sets go onto your on-chain node and you can do with them what you will. If you're a spender, you want to just open up channels to wherever you're spending. Say I'm a podcast listener on Breeze, and uh, I also happen to do a node. I want to open channels to the podcast index. I want to open channels to you know, the, the, the app that I may be using. Say it's Breeze. Say it's Sphinx. I want to open up channels directly to podcasters that I'm uh, my favorite podcast shows. You know, That's going to give me more direct payment routes to all of those places. If I'm a routing node, I want big, fat, balanced channels, That's, and I want them well-connected so that I'm a guy who can route a payment for a fee, and I can say, oh, yeah, you need to get to the index. I have a channel to them. You need to get to Breeze. I have a channel to them, all of that kind of thing. And then here's my little fee, and the fee hopefully just helps pay to rebalance the channels, and that's it. With a podcaster, I would say the best strategy is to kind of have a dual strategy of being a routing node and a merchant node. You want people opening channels up to you, but you also want to be able to route payments to the rest of us, uh, which is going to help the overall ecosystem as these uh, sats are streamed around. So that's a whole lot of stuff that might mean something <laughs> to some people. It might mean nothing to other people. Uh, and Well, I have a question. You talked about being balanced. And I guess I understand that for a routing node, you have sats going in and out. Right. But if you're a merchant or a spender and they're just going in one direction, how do you? How is it balanced? Wouldn't it be unbalanced because it's just going one way? Right. So if you're a merchant and you just have inbound, then eventually it's going to be balanced. And then even further down the line, eventually it's going to be unbalanced into your direction, right? Eventually that channel is going to run out. Uh, Abel Kirby had a really great analogy, actually. Imagine, 
and, and this is what the Lightning Network essentially is for. Imagine I, uh, I'm going to pay a guy to mow my lawn all year, right? Okay. And I'm going to give him $50 worth of sats a week to mow my lawn for the whole season, right? So I figure out what that all is during the season. Uh, say you got 30 weeks times 50. It's what? 1500 bucks. 1500 bucks, yeah. So you open a channel, 1500 bucks to your guy. That's one on-chain transaction. Oh, okay, just opening the channel. Just opening the channel, you pay the on-chain fee, you wait for the confirmation, it takes a while, all of that stuff. But then once that channel's open, then I can immediately send him the 50 bucks worth of sats every time he mows. If he doesn't mow one week, I don't send him the sats that week. If he gets me twice the next week or whatever, you know, I have that ability, that freedom to maybe not send the sats one week. At the end of the season, the channel, you know, if everything goes perfectly, the channel is dried up, and I close the channel, and that's all on his side, and it's closed, and it's done. And that's another on-chain transaction. But that is a way to do it where you're not paying him every single week an on-chain fee and not waiting every single week for a big confirmation time. You just got the two on-chain payments, and then the rest is lightning. Okay. I don't know if that answers your question, <laughs> uh, but it, it kind of parted the clouds for did. me personally. Yeah. Balance is something that really you mainly have to worry about if you're a merchant and you want to route. If you're a podcaster and you're trying to receive sats, then you want to worry about inbound liquidity. If you don't have channels open with sats that aren't on your side, then you're not going to be able to receive nothing. Right. That makes sense? Yes. If, the, if yes. all of the channels have sats on your side then what you're going to have to do is either balance your channels or start closing them and asking people to open to you. Those are pretty much your two options. The easy way to do it if you're doing both, and why I recommend doing both, is say you have a channel that's clogged, everything's on your side, and then you have all of these other channels you're trying to keep balanced, and they're unbalanced too. Because, of course, you know, I'm streaming sats and, and doing boostograms here and there. Uh, and I'll start doing more as I learn more about this and actually wrap my own head around it. Trust me, I'm not like, I'm not even near the summit when it comes to this stuff, you know? I'm just, no, I, I know, I'm I at know. the bottom of the mountain looking up there too. <laughs> so, but um, I recommend that you push some of those sats that are all on your side out back through that channel and then back in through a channel that you need to balance. And if you're, a, if you're being a routing node, that means that you're going to have channels that are actively used and are going to become unbalanced. And those channels become different places that you're going to be able to route those payments through and make sure that sats are still out and inbound to you at any given time. That's why I recommend being, you know, taking a hybrid merchant and routing strategy on this. I also apologize to the, uh, the chat because I'm working on one display and so I'm not... I'm not really seeing a lot of this. Yeah. Note to self for road setup, uh, get another monitor. Abel Kirby says, how is he going to mow twice? I don't know. Maybe the Sunday and then the Saturday, you know? I mean, <laughs> some guys are really crazy about their lawn. Like Phone Boy. He said it's possible. Yeah. Oh, Phone <laughs> Boy mowed his lawn twice in the same yeah. day. So, <laughs> ba-bam. Ba-bam. But anyway, that closes out, uh, closes out my brain-scrambling lightning talk. I promise we're done. It's enlightening. <laughs> enlightening lightning talk. Enlightening lightning talk. I hope Man. so. It feels sort of, uh, I don't know. I do, I'm do. i doing my best here, guys. That's about all I can do. That's all you can do. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, I just want to collaborate and I want to um, frustrate people and, and 
thus teach people just like I'm learning. Yeah, and learn yourself, exactly. Just hop in the car and go. But uh, what are you learning over there? Well, I was going to say, I knew it was going to be a great trip when we picked up our rental vehicle and the license plate ended in 33. Yes, indeed. I just had, I posted a picture on No Agenda Social. I was like, there's the magic number. And of course, it's popping up all over the place this week, as it is every week. The first was a story I saw in Forbes. Uh, The headline was, Trump's D.C. hotel hosted foreign officials from 33 countries while he was in office. Ooh. I know if I was an official and I had a good amount of money and I was probably hoping to talk to the president, I would probably stay at his hotel. I mean, hell, if I had a bunch of money to throw around, I would stay at a Trump hotel anyway. They look lavish as fuck. But, uh, yes, this was an estimate from a report by the Committee on Oversight and Reform saying that uh, the Trump hotel chain made $3.75 million off of these 33 officials. And uh, the countries weren't named. So Forbes went ahead and filed some FOIAs and did some investigating and tried to dox the ones that they could figure out. Nice. <laughs> so that'll be in the show notes if you're interested and want to read about it. Yeah, we got to get to the bottom a, of that. It's a gotcha, right? Yeah. yeah. Like all the Trump scandals or lack thereof. Uh, 33 people were injured in a train collision in Tunisia. Watch out, Tunisia. That is not good. No. There were two passenger trains, and one was stationary. The other one just collided into it. No good. No good. You know what else is no good? Drugs for erectile dysfunction Uh uh, in the global market are growing at a rate of 33% through this year. I blame the jabs. Let me see what it looked like. Whoa. 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 Uh, you remember there was a producer on No Agenda who talked about um, dating a fully jabbed woman mm-hmm. and he couldn't get it up. And so what if a lot of people are running into this? One partner has gotten the injections and the other one hasn't. And, uh, and they turn to these ED pills. Yeah, and could ba- bam, be. we've boosted that market. Could be through the injections. A boost, a little boost, <laughs> a boost in the wrong direction. Yeah, you need a, a no. wiener boost. That's not a spot you want to be in. Oh my goodness gracious! I don't know. We just like boost a grams yeah. here in the bowl. Send your wiener boost now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the phone line is open. Let's see. And so you know, this country can't stop coofing. No, Although not around no here. Not around here. Everyone's looking healthy and great. Some time. Yeah, that's right. It's loud. Uh, but there were 33 new cases of the COOF in Michigan schools and Humboldt County that came across my uh, my little reading eyes this week. Oh, nice. And also a story out of Australia, 33 pop-up clinics coming to Bunnings, which is like a household hardware store. I've never been. I've never been to Australia, sadly. Uh, and now's not a good time to go. But I also saw this story I'll share just a summary of as we go behind the curtain. Because it is high time to go behind the curtain. Of uh, this Florida woman found out that uh, according to a federal database, she received a $3.4 million grant for COVID relief that Damn. she never applied for. 
She never got that million dollars either. $3.4 million. So close to $3.3 million. Oof. Um, but yeah, she's a gas station employee. And uh, she's in this uh, database listed as receiving it. Although she didn't. And uh, it was part of the COVID restaurant revitalization funds that had her labeled as a catering business owner or employee. Um, but she doesn't work in a restaurant. She works at a gas station. Uh, her husband works at a restaurant, but the address that was listed was one she says she hasn't lived at in eight years. So she was listed at the top, though, of uh, the recipients in Florida as having the most amount of relief funds coming to her. Jeez. Yeah, that's a screw-up for sure. So I'm sure there's a fraud investigation going on now. Fun, fun. Everything's so straightforward with our government and money and their lack of balanced channels. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with that? Where's the $3.4 million now? Uh, but anyway, uh, we had some... Uh, this was a good weed story that popped up this week. Uh, substance abuse specifically with weed, apparently raises the risk of breakthrough cases. Uh-oh. You know, defined as two weeks after being fully injected. Right. So, yeah, they uh, they pointed out weed right in the headlines there. Smoking marijuana could lead to breakthrough COVID cases. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Yeah, a whopping 7% of people with what they classified in this study as substance use disorder sufferers um, were, you know, likely to get a breakthrough case versus 3.6% who did not have substance use disorders. So I don't know. I don't know how they can point that to the weed. Uh, Seems tiny, right? <laughs> they talk. They later said in this article, who, who did this article? Uh, New York Post, maybe. Um, yeah, New York Post. Underlying health conditions and poor socioeconomic factors were largely responsible. So why are you calling out a plant in your headline? It just makes no sense. Hater alert. Hater alert. Hater alert. And you know, the the substance use disorder, not just with weed. I don't really know anyone who's dependent on weed. I know people who like to smoke weed. Uh, but they, they call out alcohol, cocaine, opioids, and tobacco. In these articles too oh yeah those people you you smoke cigarettes you're more likely to get a breakthrough case which is ridiculous these allegations and study after study it's just bs yeah they, they really they do all they can you know smear the good name yeah who's funding this study don't know don't, don't know, know. They, they're not gonna tell you that they don't tell me that no information way. yeah i didn't dig deep enough because i was in a car for three days <laughs> yeah it's been tough to do the research i I usually have a uh, better better time, you know? Yeah. More access to stuff. Oh, I saw that the Dusty Man proclaimed my birth month to be National Youth Substance Use Prevention Month, which oh. kind of goes hand in hand with that SUD label article there. Yeah. Yeah. Not just Breast <laughs> Cancer from, Awareness Month anymore, folks. Attack from every angle, man. Yeah. How many, how many things can a month represent? I mean, to me, it's just October. It's just October. Yeah. You know, the leaves start changing colors and uh, we have Halloween. Isn't that enough? It ought to be, dang it. Yeah. Too many th- too many things. Every day's a holiday. Kiss my ass. That's how I feel <laughs> about that. Kiss yeah. my ass with mobile gas. Every day is fun for me and that's all that matters. 
but not because of your stupid holidays. You're making up on the spot. And then you got like three holidays every day. You ever notice that? It's like National Insert Food oh, totally. Day, National Insert Mental Illness Day, National whatever, Blue-Eyed Person Day. Just dumb. Just frustrating. Also, uh, some news coming back from the Show Me State while we're out here. Ooh. A Missouri federal judge has permanently blocked the Show Me State from enforcing their residency requirements. Yes. Uh, the case was filed by a weed investor out of Pennsylvania who is a minority owner in a business that was awarded several licenses in Missouri. Seems like a failure of enforcing it, the requirement from the beginning. So, But, you know, the residency requirement was part of the constitutional amendment approved by voters in 2018. So I don't know how I feel about it. You know, it's in there for a reason, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and now, here we are. Judge just... I uh, can see both sides, you know, because it's like... Yeah. You want it to be freer, but also they put it in there because they don't want the out-of-staters to just totally run it in our state. So, I don't know. Fuck freer, just no caps. Anyone who wants a license yeah, can buy a license. Shouldn't what be, is the problem with that? shouldn't be... Uh, yeah. That's shouldn't, how- you shouldn't be squashing anyone who really wants to try and give it a go. Just let the market, you know... You know, that's how Choose driver's the winners license. and losers. Driver's licenses work like that. You just go to the DMV, pass the test, pay the money, get your license. I think uh, cannabis businesses should run the same way, their licenses. But I don't run the place, so. I want to say breaking news. Uh, text line says, here's a dick pic. Biggest dick on the planet, probably. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is the biggest dick I've ever there's seen, a, for sure. It was a, p- a picture of hair Fauci. Ugh. Looking right at the camera. Not smiling. But thank uh, you for sending your dick pic nonetheless. That was a big old dick. And here's a a duck pic. Oh, yes. One letter off. Very close. But I love it. Very cute. Very close. He's got a poofy hair. I love the creativity of the the text line. We love you guys. Oh, the bowlers are the best. Yeah, you gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yeah, but you know what you don't have to love? Secret investigations. Oh, no. What is that about? Also in the show me state. uh, Products are being pulled off the shelves in St. Louis. And uh, when they started asking about why, it's because there's a secret investigation into two medical growers in Perryville. Archimedes, uh, one of the first licensed growers, by the way. Also Hmm. a female-owned business. uh, And F-U-J-M. I don't know what it stands for, but that's their business name, their uh, licensed uh, growing operation name. I guess Archimedes had some mold complaints last year, you know, yeah, which were only d- dug up and revealed to the public because of this little reveal. No, I thought it was a secret. But How would they get dug the, up and revealed? Well, that's that because that, that's not what the secret investigation is about. Oh, it's about that's something not else. concrete. That I that's see. what it's about. It could be, but no one knows. I see. So they were just digging into these companies, and oh look, a mold complaint, rut row. But there's a rumor, literally labeled as a rumor in the articles coming out, that it's related to paperwork and not something patients have to worry about. So why are products being pulled off the shelves? Because regulations are ridiculous. You know, they tell you exactly like what the humidity has to be. And of course you have to track seed to sale. Right. And you have to have these cameras on all the time, the security cameras, so that 
the regulators or government can just tap in and check your operations. Oh, do you have security guards at all times? Are the lights on and off at the right periods? Are your rows in a very straight line? I mean, it's just ridiculous. So it could be anything. I hate that secret investigation. No, this place is uh, run for the people, by the people. Yeah. There should be no secrets here. No, it's secret, secret, man. My tax money is paying these people. Gonna get taken down. To sneak around. Fuck that. And you know what also made me mad this week? Nope. They had this article, this fluff piece, about a Dutch shepherd uh, who's a an officer with the Clay County Sheriff's Office also oh, in yeah. the Show Me State. He just seized his one millionth dollar in cash this year. You know, cash being used for illegal things. Hmm. Black market drugs and such. Ugh. I just want to, when I get back, I'm just going to yell at my dogs. Why don't you sniff out the cash? Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. My dogs need a high paying job like that. This dog sniffed out a million bucks in cash. All cash, baby. And he gets touted as a hero because he works with the cops. Come on. The sheriffs. Come on. Come on, man. Putting my dogs to shame there. But I, I will say, our oldest dog, our first dog, Murphy, is a weed hound. Murphy can find the weed. He finds weed, yes. Uh, if you have a stash somewhere, he's going to sniff it out and bring it to us. Yeah, when he brings so, it to us because he doesn't know how to light it. That's right, yeah. Needs a little help. Yeah. No thumbs, you know. It's a problem. Pup problems. But uh, yeah, he has that problem solved. You know, yeah, no jobs too big, no pups too small. <laughs> that's what I've heard. Well played. Uh, Governor Newsom vetoed a bill Yuck. this week. That would have allowed weed billboard ads on most of the highways. This just ticks me off because we've driven across a bunch of highway this past weekend. And you know what I see everywhere? Lots of pot ads. Yes, yes. I actually saw lots of dispensary ads, which is cool. But I also saw like even more hard seltzer ads. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. You're right. And so if you can advertise alcohol... We can't advertise weed. It's just, it's just frustrating. I and, you want know, some. Uh, where's all the boner pill billboards? Man? Yeah. Well, sometimes they have like sex shop billboards. Yeah, that's true. Next exit. Yeah, come on over. Have a time. We have a theater in the back. <laughs> but don't pull a peewee or whatever. Oh wait, what's the <laughs> point then? <laughs> Truckers parking in the back. <laughs> yeah, and you know what Newsom said though about this. Oh, putting those up would put the youth at risk. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, Dusty Man says it's Youth Substance Use Prevention Month. <laughs> That's right. You so can't this do guy, it. Can't do it in October, baby. Yeah, he's got to be a, a good little bitch. Wait till November. Oh, yeah, maybe next month it'll fly. Mm. Not. Nope. <laughs> uh, Newsom did sign a bill, though, that legalized smokable hemp. And allowed CBD as well as other cannabinoid-infused foods, drinks, and cosmetics. Cosmetics, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. CBD, 50 state legal, right? Oh, yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> Not so We're sure. We're down to like 48, 47, I think. So yeah. Somewhere in there. Uh, as of yesterday, it's illegal for anyone but licensed dispensaries to sell Delta-8 THC in Michigan. Hmm. So, I mean, you know. Here we go. Yeah, they're chipping away at it. <laughs> chipping, chipping away at everything. Huh? And uh, without the federal government being on board with just weed in general, just, all I originally asked for, hey, can we just have weed? It's just... Uh, yeah, just in prohibition. Crazy. 
That's 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 the focus. That's, I mean, that's the prize our eyes are on. States' rights should trump the federal government. Yeah. But here we are. You know, this little thing called the Tenth Amendment. You know, dispensaries get raided by the feds, and oh, and then they have all cash because they're not allowed to work with the banks because it's not federally legal. Well, Chucky Schumer says we need more Republicans before we can uh, actually make that happen, okay? so That's right. We talked about that last that's all. Tuesday. That's all Chucky wants is more Republicans. Yeah. Well, you know what, Chucky? You know what? There's a bipartisan bill that just got filed in Pennsylvania. There's some Republicans. 240 freaking pages. Yeah. Wow. All I've gleaned, gleaned out of it. It's actually a thin bill by today's standards. Oh, my gosh. Doesn't it make you sick? Uh, yes. I'm I mean, currently ill. It's like double spaced, and uh, there's a lot of numbers, you know. 12 point do, times New Roman. You want the definition of this? Go to this other bill. You want the definition of this? Definition of this? Go over here, go over there, all these numbers. Uh, but it would auto expunge weed crimes. <laughs> crimes is so ridiculous at this point. But anything that's legalized now under this bill, if it were to pass, um, which is, wow, looking way in the future. This thing was announced in February. I remember talking about it in the bowl. Uh, and here it is, finally, months later. So, like, almost a full year later. Um, but, of course, it's for recreational weed. So, got to be 21 to purchase or possess 30 grams. Uh, if you're buying concentrates, you can buy 5 grams and possess 5 grams. Pugh. And for edibles, uh, we're limited to 500 milligrams of THC. There would be a 6% sales tax and a 10% excise tax. Uh, The revenue would be split 10% to the county, 10% to the municipalities, 80% to the Cannabis Regulation Fund, which would promote social equity, of course. Yeah. What else would it do? Why wouldn't you? And uh, they had a little asterisk that 2% of that would go to the regulators of the Cannabis Regulatory Control Board. So, you know, everyone gets a little piece here. Everyone gets a little piece here. How are those people chosen? Got to know a guy. Uh, (laughs) And home grow would only be allowed for registered medical patients. And there would be a max cap on the home grow of five plants. Five plants. That's it. That's all you can have. Five plants at each so, stage? I always have to ask every time. No. It says maximum five plants. Five That's it. plants? So you got to pick which... Oh, man. You have like two in one stage, two so in another, and one Probably have to have two clones, two veg, and then only one flowering at a time or something. Isn't it wonderful? No. No. It's a bad way to do the weed growing, man. This is freedom. Any plant limit, especially if it's... First of all, six should be the absolute minimum. And that six should be per stage of life. So you should be able to have six clones, six veg, and six flowering. And really, the limits on plants is just stupid, arbitrary. If you're going to make a limit, why don't you just limit it to a space or something if you're that fucking annoyed about it? Why is there a limit? It's so dumb. Just say a 10 by 10 room, whatever pot you can grow in that or some shit. I mean, Jesus. Are there limits on growing tomatoes? I know I always bring it back to the tomato model, but come on, people. Like, you don't tell me I can only have a 10 by 10 bed of tomatoes in my, my yard or whatever. Like, just look, it's weed. My wife loves tomatoes. I do. I love tomatoes. You can't smoke tomatoes, lady.
No, no, but just the limits are so arbitrary and dumb. Like, who cares what you're doing in your house on your property, you know? No, it's not this like somebody's little actually putting your no- their nose up your butt counting the plants every week or anything. Until they are, though. That's the problem when you have these laws written. It's true, yeah. It they, gives them a reason to come they, snooping around. There should be no mechanism for them to bash you over the head over something like that. <gasps> Mrs. Smith has six plants. Oh, no, no. She was explicitly told in the law that she could only have five plants, and I see six. <gasps> Getting high? Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe it. Um, In Pennsylvania, another legalization bill um, with just Democrat sponsors was unveiled last token Tuesday. Uh, and this one prioritizes social equity. But, of course, it's just in, you know, a draft. It hasn't been filed like the other one we talked about. The 240-page one. Uh, So we'll see where this goes. I saw this little initiative called the Transformation Project. Have you heard of this? Moo. I mean, no. Yeah. It comes from Mercy for Animals. So you can guess where this is going. To to Uh, the animals? Kind of. Uh, They want... (laughs) We're too close to the zoo. What about the animals? They want people to stop slaughtering chickens... And instead, grow hemp. And then they've got all these... Why not both? Right. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You got a farm? Grow some hemp on it. But hey, man, I like eating chicken. I like chicken. I don't want to see chicken in deplorable situations. Like... I've seen I've seen the fear propaganda. I've seen the videos of like warehouses with no sunlight coming in and chickens stacked on top of each other, yes. sitting in feces and looking sick. I've mangy. also seen Joel Salatin and his crew kill chickens before Precisely. my eyes. Precisely. In the most beautiful, humane, respectful way. Very clean, ever. outside, fast, you know, just a Efficient. great method. Yeah. And then you taste it. And it tastes like a happy chicken. And you're like, man, this is clean, fresh, wonderful food. Yeah, if, if you take a life, no matter how small, it's, you got to respect that, you know? We're, they're not just slaughtering chickens for sport. They're feeding yeah. us. They kill the chickens because they hate the chickens, man. <laughs> That's how it comes off. That's how it comes off to these people, apparently. You should write down a time code. That was pretty funny. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. Girl hemp. Hemp for victory. Then we can start the hemp scouts. And, yeah, you know, we, the hemp scouts. The hemp scouts can learn how to hemp slaughter chickens. Hemp scouts will save the world. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. A recreational proposal was unveiled in Ohio by a Republican. Oh, my gosh, a Republican. Can you believe it? Call Chucky Schumer. Yeah, where's get, Chucky? It's, like, it's almost like legalization has bipartisan support. I can hardly believe it. If I just listened to Chucky, I would just not believe it, I think, mm. you know. Uh, but this this proposal would allow home cultivation, and it didn't seem to have any uh, limits on it. Just that home cultivation is allowed. Uh, there'd be a 10% tax, half of which would go to the state's general revenue fund, uh, and the other half would be divided between law enforcement, mental health uh, facilities, and recovery services. So, interesting, uh, you know flow out there but whatever whatever you know people gotta get paid here that's how these these bills work they can't just be simple it can't just be like oh this is legalized and free now no 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 No, it's it's your it's your mafia protection money (laughs) exactly 
oh, you want this legal safe system? Well, you got to pay the thugs. But medical weed would remain untaxed and uh, recreational would be overseen by the Department of Commerce. It didn't seem like there were plans to create new boards and nonsense, you know. I mean, although you're giving someone a new job, so they're probably going to hire more people. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I also saw uh, some activists in Oklahoma have filed two ballot initiatives for recreate. Well, one is to legalize recreational weed, and the other is to remodel their existing medical program. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, you got to keep your war going on all fronts. You know, you can't just focus on one bill because then you have a single point of failure. You got to overwhelm them. Oh, gosh. And the bill process is just so tedious. No doubt. Like, there's so many bills. And really, it's not even worth paying attention to most of them. Cause it's just like, okay, we're going to see this one pop up five, ten years in a row. And then maybe something will happen. No, one can hope, I suppose. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of bad bills out there. And I wouldn't hope with that. Because I think it's just easier to pass a good constitutional amendment than to rely on these lawmakers to pass bad bills. They're just always bad bills. I can't name a bill that I think is good. I can't. Even the common sense one yeah. from the Republican in Alaska. Like, There's still it's just too much oversight not, and money going into other pockets. It's that, not the need. The need isn't another law. The need is the, <laughs> the need is the removal of some laws that are bad. That's all. That's all. When the, yeah, exactly. It's so simple. Yeah. Huh. Just carve out the bad laws and, you know, just repeal those. Yeah, repeals. That's what we want. Less laws on the books that are bad. Repeal prohibition. Not new laws and band-aids and plaster over cracked foundation, you know. Yeah. Well, you know. But, uh, you know, we say it till we're blue in the face. (laughs) All we can do is just embrace our freedom ourselves and say, ah, it's all legal here in the bowl. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's right. Freedom. (laughs) Freedom. That's all. That's all I got. Oh, for you're my... feeling pretty free. Uh, you know what's free also is taking a pause, standing up, stretching in the bowl, and getting ready to get jacked up for the metal moment. Oh yeah, metal moment. Yeah, of course. Yes. Rev Cyber Reverend Cyber Trucker, I should say, is back. All right, Rev. With, uh, our metal moment for this week. So here it comes. Woohoo! And of course, this is a new machine, right? So I have to set my defaults. Oh yeah. In the bowl and in the morning. This here's the Reverend Cyberchecker with this week's Halloween special, Metal Moment. In 1975, a phenomenon was born, starring Nell Campbell, Patricia Quinn, Richard O'Brien, Barry Bostwick, Susan Sarandon, and the always estimable Tim Curry. The Rocky Horror Picture Show was one of those great things that people really didn't know that they had. Attaining cult status later on in its life, It became one of the greatest Halloween tropes out there. This is a metal remake of Sweet Transvestite by YouTuber Aiden Malakaria. How do you do I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little brought down because when you knocked, he thought you were the handyman. Long is strung out by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man, but a liar. 
use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Why ask him if he's got a durry? We'll just say where we are and get back to the car. Boy, do you remember the last server? We passed. We don't want to be any worried. Well, you Yeah. Yes. How about that? <laughs> How about it? Oh man, that's awesome. Good work, Reverend. Good Metal work. Rocky Horror Cover. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. I like that. Very different. Very Halloween. Very October. Everyone loves October. October. Speaking of October, we're getting Whoa. some serious uh, Halloween spooky pictures. I see lights and decorations from around town. Oh, Quirkess cool. sending us this way. We got some Bates Motel. Ooh, some spooky spiderweb windows. Wow, it looks like that one's changing colors and stuff. That's awesome. I love the lights. There, I noticed here in Massachusetts, at least in the burbs here, there are so many inflatables. Yeah, inflatables. People are, really overkill with the inflatables. I know you're more of a blow mold kind of girl. I love blow molds, yes. But the, I don't see them out in the wild, you know. Sometimes right. I see them at the department stores and they're too expensive. And then sometimes you see the vintage ones at thrift stores or antique malls and they're like way too expensive. But I love blow molds. They're so cool. And I love lights. And when people get crafty, like making spider webs out of rope and stuff. Yeah. I, I'm an inflatable hater. Quirkass tells us that Fletcher calls those decorations their halloween miss for their overkill and excess. He's right, but I fucking love it. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it too. I support the overkill for sure. You'd love it. I did. I saw an inflatable I liked today though. It was Oogie Boogie oh, from yeah, Nightmare Before yeah, Christmas. That's a good one. And I was like, you know what? He makes a great inflatable. Like, how else could you do that? Pretty cool, pretty cool. There's so many Halloween decorations around here. I mean, New England just loves Halloween. Let's be real. We also got a little uh, pick here from Miss Carolyn Blaine. Oh, <gasps> icy carved pumpkins. Yeah, it's vintage. I think it might uh, be supplemental, maybe. To the first time I ever top it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, if you want to call us. 816-607-3663. That's the magic number to get you into the bowl. Leaving a voicemail just like this caller did. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I actually don't remember if I ever carved a pumpkin as a child. What? Um, part of that is because that I, I was I don't know, I was with different parents every year because, yeah, I couldn't figure out which – my parents were divorced. And I couldn't figure out which parent I wanted to live with. And, and yeah, there wasn't a lot of money back then, so sure. we weren't necessarily buying pumpkins. So probably the first time I did it is when I had my own kids. Um, and, you know, and I realized that um, I don't have a lot of um, – you know, what's the word? Uh, yeah, well, talent, artistic talent to be able to uh, um, to draw anything interesting on a pumpkin. And yes, I know you can get templates and do all of that. Um, the other problem we have, too, around here anyway, in the Pacific Northwest, is that um, if you buy them too early, then by the time Halloween rolls around and you carve them, which, you know, we've done, uh, by the time that the... Uh, um, you know, Halloween rolls around. Uh, they're pretty nasty and need to be uh, need to be gotten rid of. Um, they tend to go pretty quickly up here. Um, they, um, if you do it too late, of course, then you you run out of time. Um, you know, the, I haven't carved pumpkins in a while. Um, you know, and of course, trying to get the kids to do it. They, neither neither of my children were really all that. You know, I don't know. They, I think they liked the theory of it more than actually doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a uh, it's a bit of work, and you know the the sunflower, the, the sunflower seeds, the pumpkin seeds, you know that you can get out of it. Of course, are pretty nice. But yeah, um, roasted pumpkin. But seeds. But yeah, just yes. it's 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 
it's it's an it's a reminder of the you know it's a fact that I'm not terribly huge on most holidays. I do happen to like the Halloween decorations more than say the Christmas decorations, but um, but uh, yeah, the, it's and there's there's a volume of them in my house. Um, my wife is a, a big um, you know big on uh, collecting all of those kinds of tchotchkes. I've I've never really been really into it myself, but uh, you know yeah, as I say the the the, uh, it, it's one of those things, but yeah, my kids are now, um, well, much older. And so, um, yeah, they're not, I don't even, yeah. One of them might trick or treat. I don't know what the other one's going to be doing. He's, you know, I don't know. He's off in college. So, you know, it, it probably was an excuse to party or something, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, but that's, that is, uh, that's where we're at. And, uh, yeah, I wish I, I wish I had more to say about my first time I carved the pumpkin, but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, that's my, that's, that's my feeling on it. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Love you, mean it. Yeah. Yeah, love you too. We love you. Hey, what? what's a tchotchke? I never heard, of, I had never heard tell no tchotchkes, but uh, I mean, the transcription bot knows what they are. Mm. I think, because it spelled it T-C-H-O-T-C-H-K-E-S, which I guess Whoa. is tchotchkes. I thought that like that's what Joni loved was tchotchkes, but I don't know nothing about <laughs> nothing really actually. Um, yeah. Uh, tip though with the pumpkins, you can uh, spray the shit out of them with like hairspray or with sealant or you know a lot of different things you can spray them with, and then they'll they'll hold up. They won't rot as fast. Just that's your bowl tip for today. Uh, and, and you know you might get more tips like this next color might have a tip. I don't know. Hey guys, this is Rick from Joplin down here with the Itty Bitty Homestead. Hey, Rick. Thought I'd call uh, for a retroactive first time I ever. This is one of the first times I ever remember hitting on a girl. All right. And this was in my younger days back when uh, I used to go to a bar that that no longer exists in Joplin. It's called the. It was called the Red Lion. Uh, it's now a dispensary <laughs> called the green light hey. anyway uh i was out with some friends and we were having a few beers and there was a girl there that well i thought was well pretty attractive she's kind of smoking and i wanted to ask her out to on the dance floor just to dance you know my buddies were like come on go do it go do it and i'm like i don't know what to say and of course my buddy feeds me a line and i use it I walk over to her and I, I'm like, okay, you know, would you like to dance? And she said, no. I said, so I guess uh, fucking later is out of the question. Whoa! And of course she said no, but she started laughing. Oh my god! And uh, well, she did eventually come over and and you know give me one dance, so at least I didn't completely bomb that night. But never got her name, never got her number, just got a dance. But you know, hey. It was something. And yeah. I made her smile, and I made her laugh. Broke the tension, broke the ice. So that's how that went. Anyway, thought I'd share. Hey, hope to see you guys in November at the uh, wrong kind of itty-bitty meetup. Ooh. We will uh, see you in November. Love you guys. Peace in the bowl. Peace out. In the bowl. Love you guys. Yeah, we'll have to figure out the plans to check you out. That's right. Get figure, down there. Probably figure that out. We'll figure it out. We'll uh, consult with the back office, make some plans. Yes, get the baby packed up again. Push some sats cup. around. <laughs> make it happen. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Ooh, we have a we have a PS. P 
P.S. Uh, let it rip. Hey, it's Rick again. Hey, Ricky. I uh, thought I'd call back because I had a good first time I ever to uh, share. And since it's uh, Halloween season, the first time I ever went to a spook house. Ooh, spook house. Okay. Was with some friends. There's next week. And week's. it turned out to be like one of two times I went to spook houses. Uh, some buddies I worked with wanted to get the girlfriends and go to the spook houses, you know, scare the girls, get them all worked up. Hopefully, you know, a little action later on. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> we're going through, and it's, uh, it's a pretty good one, you know. The, the sounds were great. You could hear the people screaming when people were jumping out. And this one jack wagon comes out and is almost nose to nose with me. And he's got one of those bloody masks on and he's looking like a psycho killer like he's just bathed in someone's blood and he's you know waving a machete around and I instinctively punched him right in the face (laughs) (laughs) not thinking that this guy couldn't touch me I discovered that when I'm startled like that I swing I'm a puncher So we got, well, we, not really we, but uh, I got asked to leave the premises because I struck one of the performers. And the gal I was with, you know, she stayed behind with the rest of the crew, and they went through, and she and I never went out again. Uh, <laughs> she was embarrassed. I mortified Yikes. her. But, uh, you know, that was the first time I ever went to a spook house, and I figured that would be appropriate for the season. Definitely. Anyway... In the bowl. See y'all later. Adios, Rick. Yeah, thanks Bye. for. Uh, Bye. Thanks for uh, giving us the topic for next week. That's right. A little less work for us. Always, always appreciate that. See, there's many ways to give value for value. Look at that. And you should also check out uh, Itty Bitty Homestead on No Agenda Tube. That's right. Check them out. Check them out. We have another P.S. Our bowlers love P.S.'s. I've got information, man. New shit has come to life. Ooh. I forgot to actually say this in my last voicemail, but happy birthday, Lorian. Oh, uh, thanks. You know, I, I've, uh, you know, I, th- I think birthdays are, uh, you know, personally for me, they've, they've not always been so fantastic, but, um, but uh, they, can, they can definitely be uh, a cause for celebration. Um uh, a reminder that that uh, you know, Father Time is undefeated. Wait a minute, that all sounds really depressing. What am I, what am I saying? Um, but uh, but I hope you have a happy birthday and and uh, have many many uh, long and joyous and, and fruitful years on on, on the uh, on this side of terra firma. And uh, yeah, and and for me for getting to uh, say that in my last voicemail, this is what I have to say to myself. And you're dumb. But you know, all, all the but all the love and uh, love and abundance to uh, to to the both of you and and, and the and the entire uh, and the entire clan that you guys got there. Love you, mean it. Appreciate it, phone Aww, boy. Thanks, phone boy. We love you. Yeah, birthdays. That's the excuse to this... for your birthday suit. Birthday suit on my birthday. That's for sure. And make a post a birthday suit post on No Agenda Social earlier. Yes. Just part of the you tradition. Did. Yeah, it's a family tradition. <laughs> that's right. That's right. This is a great birthday. Oh my gosh! Has been a great birthday. It's still going on. Such a great birthday. Fantastic. We had a great time. We had a great goddamn time. You know, a great goddamn time. That's they had a right. great goddamn time. There he is. There's Joe Man. <laughs> I knew it was here somewhere. 
I'm telling you, man, this setup, that's something that uh, I'm glad I won't have to get used to. Yeah. <laughs> this next caller, uh, it's got to be, it's got to be different because the transcription just says, Hi, I'm Herbert Thursday. I am already a customer lounge. Whoa. <laughs> but it's 49 seconds, so I'm thinking it's a little bit longer. Let's find out. Hi, happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy Thank you for the warm wishes. Hi, I'm Herbert Thursday. Has to be the goddamn title. Man. I think That's a so. pretty great one. That's a keeper for sure. Hi, I'm Herbert Thursday. Oh, <laughs> uh, happy birthday. Yeah, happy thank birthday you. Indeed. Thank you, Christopher. That Battles. was epic. That was an absolute gem of a serenade. I love it. I love yes. it. Yes. And uh, love this next call as well, of course. You know, it doesn't make much sense. Gotta be a law against anyone who takes offense. Had a day in your celebration Cause we all know in our minds That there ought to be a time That we can set aside to show How much we love you And I'm sure that you would agree It couldn't fit more perfectly Than to have a world party On the day you came to be Oh my yeah. goodness, I love this I'm being serenaded on my birthday. It's great from all angles, man. This is fantastic. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy Standing ovation for you, callers. Thank you, callers. Oh my goodness, callers, we're feeling the love tonight. Can you feel the love tonight? Can you feel this next caller tonight? Tonight. Hey, Lauren, happy birthday! Oh, thank Spencer. you. It's good seeing uh, both of you out there. Yes, uh, had a great time hanging out with you this weekend, and absolutely uh, again soon. They had a great goddamn time. We did. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Kirby. Anytime. Oh, my gosh. That we so can wonderful. figure it out. In fact, I'll text you because uh, uh, potentially, because uh, Farmer Todd is booked up, and we had discussed kind of hanging out with him on the way back, but, you know, if it's not going to work out, maybe, maybe we can uh, do a little redux, a little hang out again on the way back. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll think about it. Our plans are kind of up in the air. We're figuring it out as we go. That's, that's how the bowl works, as you can tell by tonight's show. Oh, uh, yeah. Go with the flow. Any kind of show in general that we do, we just kind of roll with the punches, improvise, overcome, adapt, say it out of order, all of that stuff, you know. That's right. If I was this next caller, maybe I could articulate it a little bit better. You know, I couldn't, I can't think of the first time that I carved a pumpkin, but I know, uh, I know the first, the memory of carving pumpkins, uh, 
they <laughs> we weren't allowed to uh uh cut with the knife cuz back then they didn't have those fucking safety knives that they got now. Oh right, mm-hmm. yeah, they're all sharp as shit. Uh, safety knives are like everywhere. Now, and you can cut to your heart's content, not, you know, you might get a little superficial flesh wound, but you won't uh, clip off an appendage. Uh, with Thank them. God. So I think back then that we, my parents used to just let us scoop the seeds out of the inside, which was about as much fun uh, after one scoop as, you know, punching yourself in the face. <laughs> it's really the worst so, part, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I, from the start, I love pumpkin seeds. Uh, so, uh, still to this day, I don't, I don't like the majority of what's in the store. I like when you, you know, make your own and, uh, Definitely. you flavor them different ways. I like them just salt. Uh, I will do some hot ones every once in a while. Oh, garlic. But you got me thinking that I need to go get a pumpkin. Yeah, so. you do. But I wanted to say happy birthday to Dane DeLorean. Oh, thank uh, you. Happy birthday. Hope you guys are enjoying your trip and having a fun time. In the bowl. In the bowl, Ned. Ned. Thank bowl. you. Go get yourself a pumpkin. Yeah. You got to scoop them seeds, man. Oh, it is such a pain so in the ass. but uh, So yummy, though. We usually do a little pumpkin butter action every year. That's right, with the guts. I like the pumpkin butter. It's like apple butter, but, you know, pumpkin. Yeah. Put it on your toast. Put it on your bagels. Eat it plain. That's right. There's options. Frost a cake with it. You, I don't you know. You got options. Pancakes, one of the best things I've had. Oh, yes. Pancakes with the uh, pumpkin butter. You're right. So good. The girls picked out pumpkins today. They did. They did. They're not going to be carving them, though. They'll probably just be painting on them. That's <laughs> for the better. They're, Two and four, you know. They're little pumpkins anyway, so, you know. They're so cute. And they picked out good ones with good, sturdy, long handles. I was so proud of them. I thought they were going to go for a big uh, Hulk pumpkin, personally. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw the big ones, and I was like, oh, here it comes. And then I saw the warty pumpkins. I was like, oh, they're going to go for an ugly one, aren't they? Nope. Just picked out some. Round and smooth. That's what they like. And, yeah. And, and manageable. With the long handle. The ones they're able to pick up. Yep. It's pretty cool. You remember the first time you ever pump, uh, carved a pumpkin? I do. I do. So just like our kids uh, come from a long line of pumpkin painting, but when I moved to Missouri for college... I had a good friend who was local to the area, and I went over to her place in the Halloween season, and they had gotten a bunch of pumpkins, and let me carve one. Cool. And I gutted it, and we separated the seeds, and then sadly, we threw out the guts, because I hadn't even thought about, like, oh, let's not waste this precious pumpkin meat. Yeah. You know? Uh, But we cooked up the seeds, and what did I make? I made some... uh, I think I just did like a squinty uh, anime face on my pumpkin. No. <laughs> For lack of better description. Squinty anime face. Huh? Yeah, can you believe it? Like <laughs> literally uh, like carrots, you Typical. know, like just like the alligator mouth uh, carrots on the keyboard. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then like a straight line. Just like, don't. Oh, your first one. Face. You, you got to keep it simple. It was, it was stupid simple. <laughs> but yeah, that was my first pumpkin carving experience wonderful it was a great time i had no idea what i was doing it's interesting that you, you were in college by the time you were the first pumpkin it's kind of sad isn't it well, and i, I mean, also you know me it's interesting i, I just hopped right into it i wasn't like oh this is my first time carving a pumpkin yeah, i was yeah. like no i was like oh yeah we're yeah. covering carving a pumpkin that's right you yeah don't necessarily make that public no no At the until time, now yeah, in the bowl you can, you here we are you gotta wait long enough till it's funny and cute you know yeah you know Knives and shit. 
Yeah, well, knives are sharp, but not as sharp as this next caller. Ooh! Ow! Hello, 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 hello. In the bowl! The bowl? Ow! Oh, yeah. You are in okay, the Okay, that hurt. Oh. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. Oh! Baby! Oof. Oh, my God. It's fucking Token Tuesday. Oh, my and God. Lauren's birthday. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the shit. Happy Halloween <laughs> birthday, baby. Thank you. Woo! This is fucking beautiful. Love Not it. Not to mention you streaming live from Massachusetts. Yes. Uh, Massachusetts. <laughs> Massive I'm trying to remember what you call it. Massive two shits. <laughs> That's fucking great. I hope you guys are having a wild time and uh, you have good times in the autumnal northeast. Definitely. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. On your birthday, baby. Birthday soon. Good night. It's going to be a good night. So, you know what's coming, Lauren. <laughs> I did it to Spencer. I'm going to do it to you. I'm going to come. Happy birthday to you. You belong in a zoo. You look like a monkey. Hey, smell like one, two. Yeah. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. Many more. That was terrible. <laughs> I tried. Uh, I'm in a mood. Yeah. So, trying to get this in. It is now 9 p.m. Just on the wire. Just nice. under the wire. On the wire. Oh, yeah. I'm a monkey on a wire. As if there's deadlines Looking around. Looking for a banana. Come on. I know. Just what banana I want. Oh. so far away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, happy Halloween. Happy birthday, baby. I love you. So I love you. And I am so fucking thrilled and titillated. And... Ah, just exuberantly joyful that you are in my life in any capacity. And uh, I, I hope it's been great and that your travels have been relatively smooth and unhindered. I uh, can't wait for you to return back to the KC just because it's pretty fucking cool that you're streaming from all the way over there. Ah, in the boat. Oh, yeah, in the bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. In the bowl. Quirk ass in the bowl. It was a smooth trip. Um, it really was. Got a rental because it's the only way to do it. You don't want to fly because flying is for plebs. And uh, we got this massive SUV like because we wanted the third row seat so that Lorian could go back and feed the boy if and when he got cranky and needed the, the booba. Yeah, at four months, you know, that's pretty often. <laughs> and uh, so it ended up being an Infinity... What, a QX80? QX80. 2021. Brand new Infinity QX80. I'm very disappointed in the cargo space, which is next to nothing. Yeah, what cargo space? Next to exactly. nothing. I mean, we packed light, thank God, because that's all the room we had. Exactly. All I have room to take back is my Pokemon card. Taking back stuff is going to be a real challenge. But uh, there's like all these cameras in the goddamn thing, which comes in handy when you're backing up or when you're pulling into parking spaces especially. When you're pulling into a parking space, you can hit this camera button, and there's a front cam and a back cam and a couple fish eyes on the rear view mirror wings, and basically all of those cameras can stitch together 
this picture of the of the car from above so you can line up those white lines perfectly when you're parking. It's really nice for that. White lines. The rear view mirror is just a regular mirror, but then you know how you can flick the rear view mirror and it activates like the sun killer or whatever. That, I don't know what it is exactly. Sun killer. Some kind of magic that dims the mirror. Okay. So if there's headlights directly in your eyes or the sun's in your eyes or whatever, you can flick it on the oh, bottom yeah, yeah, with yeah. that tab and it dims it, you know, get a dimmer thing. Well, instead of dimming it, this just turns it into camera mode and you can just watch a live camera, which is nice if you have like crap piled up in the back block of my window. That's right. Yeah. The camera's unobstructed so you can see everything, which is kind of nice and smooth. But uh, yeah, so the mirror turns into a takes monitor. Some, takes video. some getting used to. Gas guzzler, Wild. unfortunately. But uh, I'm keeping it around 20 miles a gallon on average, which is, uh, you know, the price you pay for having enough seats for butts, basically. Yes, and gas prices have ranged from, uh, in the show me state, it was what, 297 289 289 uh, all the way up to 399 Big oofs. Yeah, big oofs. Uh, have we seen it over $4 anywhere yet? Not yet, no. Not yet, no. but 399 oof. Yeah. $3.99 is crazy. But yeah, it's been a smooth trip. It's a smooth trip. It's nice to be in a huge car like that because you can bully without being bullied, you know? People tend to try to get out of your way more often if you're in one of those massive uh, massive cars. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, but I wouldn't buy it. No. I'm not 100% satisfied with my experience Correct. because yeah, of the cargo they're thing. They're far overpriced for what you could what you get. It's the it's the luxury brand for Nissan and uh, I don't know. They're very proud mm-hmm. of it. Costs like 70 grand for a new one. Yeah, no. Which is almost what we pay for a fucking house. Yeah. So. Seriously. <laughs> That's a no from me, dude. It's a no. But this next voicemail is a yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, she's back, mama. Good. I'm back. She's back. Yeah. Several, several, several minutes later. Yeah. I'm much better and calmer. You got in your uh, zin zone. for everyone listening. <laughs> so now that I have uh, hit the bowl myself. Nice. And the 10 minute morning show opener is just about to expire. Ooh, I had a, I had a bit of a choke, choke, choke there. Oh, oh. <laughs> yikes. I did. When I have a choke toke, it's true that it is a, it's like lightning fast and extra potent when I choke. Yeah. So the, yeah, so it's true. So it's true what they say about getting off on the cough. Ooh, oh, yeah. I like that. Getting off on the cough. The coof is the truth. That works. <laughs> so. But not that yes, coof. <laughs> pumpkin carving, good times. For those of us that love autumn and Halloween and pumpkins and just fun, crafty shit, <clears throat> that can be really an awesome activity. You know, something fun for people of all ages, man. It's great. And I haven't, uh, I admittedly have not carved one in a great long time, but yes, I know. <laughs> but I do remember vividly my first time with my mom. She, she let me do the eyes and I got to play with all the pumpkin seeds and um, gelatinousness. It was very, it was very slippery. It was very slippery and wet and kind of mucusy. I was slippery, digging it. Very hot. 
<laughs> Especially Sorry. running those pumpkin seeds through your fingers. Is, oh, yeah. It's quite a unique experience, no matter what age you are. That's very, yeah. It's, it's a sultry, it's a sultry feeling. No doubt. Running, running that uh, pumpkin <laughs> gook and fluids, a little bit kind of fluidy, but yeah, that gel through your hands and feeling those soft pumpkin seeds uh, before, I'm almost out of time, before they're roasted. It's a great source of, pro- a delicious source of protein. I love roasted pumpkin seeds. Or in uh, the Mexican ones are called pepitas, pepitas. I can't wait to hear about your first time carving a pumpkin. <laughs> in, the, in the bowl. In the bowl. Mm. In the bowl, cork gas. In the bowl. You were feeling that shit. Feeling them pumpkin seeds. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin Feel, meat. Feeling them up. <clears throat> she has a PS. It's right here. I got it. I forgot to say one more thing. Love is lit. Oh, yeah. Love is lit. In the bowl. After bowl, after bowl. Mm, mm, mm. Love is lit. And I love you. Spencer and Lion. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Quirkass. We love you, too. Yeah, we love Quirkass. Thanks for calling in. I'm trying to remember my first pumpkin. And, uh, I mean, I remember it, but it was like, I was so young. We didn't roast the seeds. When I was a kid, I didn't discover mm. that till later. The seed roasting part. Pretty great, though. I think all the bowlers agree the pumpkin seeds is a legit, a legit process. I really was more Halloween-y once you came into my life. You know? Yeah. And then we did the pumpkin butter, and we made that our thing. Oh, so good. And, of course, the pumpkin seeds are roasted. We did pumpkin seeds. We roasted those when we did our first couple of pumpkin rounds. But then it was really... It was like two or three years in when we start when we discovered the magic of making pumpkin butter. Yeah, we and said, "Why are we wasting these precious pumpkin guts?" Yep. And then we looked around at like, what the hell does one do with pumpkin guts? And we found a pumpkin butter recipe, and we've made it every year ever since. Yeah, tweaking it little by little. Give it to family and friends and all that stuff. Jar it up. Make like a gallon of it every year at least. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love that. Gonna make some more. Maybe we can send some to the bowlers this year. Ooh, I like that idea. That'd be fun, right? It would be fun. But uh, the first time way back, he just did the classic jack-o'-lantern face, you know? Cut it up, triangle eyes, triangle nose, the goofy grin with the teeth, you know? You know, yeah. Classic. The classic basics, you know? You carved it yourself? Yeah, we had those little orange saws, you know? Okay. The orange handle little mini saws, and we just cut them up with that. Yeah. How old were you? Oh, I had to be probably kindergarten age, something like that. Okay, all right. See, I had jack-o'-lantern decorations that were like plastic jack-o'-lanterns with the, you know, you just plug them into the wall and there's a light bulb inside. The little candle-style light bulb, yeah. So it was kind of like, ah, we don't have to carve pumpkins. You just paint a clown face on them. just plug them in. (laughs) If you buy a pumpkin. Why would you carve them, man, when you can plug them in? Plug them in, plug them in. Ugh. Oh, I'm noticing there's three unread voicemails, even though I only see two. And that's because we had one more from the High Flying Hawaiian. We had the last one for your birthday, remember? High Flying Hawaiian birthday present. Yes, thank you. I forgot that. So uh, here's the High Flying Hawaiian. This is the last voicemail out of the, I think, nine that he left. And then, yeah, one day I got a, when I have my studio at my disposal, I'll 
I'll have to publish them somewhere as a, as the full voicemail all stitched together. But here's the conclusion. Okay, so as what I was saying about the Chimera shot um, or animal shot, um, aka COVID nineteen vaccine. Okay, what? Okay, so I said what the, that this is the mark of the beast. Okay, well, what is a beast? A beast is what like a human slash animal, I guess you could say maybe a Chimera. A Chimera is what like a human with animal or beastly bestial blood. Uh, spike protein is created in animals not supposed to be it makes humans sick okay so mark of the beast okay so like to to what um to do uh to be a part of society or whatever you have to have this mark mark on what your dna or genetics of the beast you're producing beast your blood you're, you're a chimera artifact you're, you're no longer you have no longer have rights as a human really i mean like if you think about it uh and there's actually studies on this where they introduced the mrna vaccine the human dna and uh, just to see if it integrated into the ge- uh, the human genome. And these scientists under NIHS.gov peer-reviewed study, um, they said, yeah, it it does integrate into the human genome. It does change the whole genetic complex. So, so, but then they had to redact the study. Why? Because they're threatening and killing scientists all over the place. I mean, come on. Um, Lou Montagne, Lou Montagne, aka Lou Montagne, he uh, invented DNA transduction. So he said it himself. He's one of the first guys, and then he shut up because they were threatening his life. So, so, so then they redacted that study, and they had to change it so that oh, it doesn't integrate in the human genome. It creates chimera artifacts. It, what does what that? What does that mean? That's a peer-reviewed study on NIHS.gov. I mean, that's just saying it right there. They they just change it a little bit so that it doesn't. You're not human anymore. <laughs> you're chimera artifacts. I mean, that's just what they said. I don't know. I mean, like, you could, I'm not choosing sides here or whatever. I'm just saying this science, this is exactly, these are definitions. You're going to define terms when you're talking about science. So we have to define these terms. Like variant. What the fuck is a variant? It's a mutation? Is it a mutation? Because if you look up what a variant is, there's no real good definition out there. These are just new terms that are thrown out. You can't, you can't do science without defining the term. You know, and they come up with new terms every day. Just throw everyone off. And it's fucking bullshit. You can't do science like that. They're just trying to play your ignorance against you. That's all it is. It's fucking bullshit. Bullshit's fucking bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. Well, that man, is all it is. I that, love that rabbit hole, by the way. That is a. Uh, that can be its own. Shoot, maybe like twenty minute. Uh, maybe not quite. Maybe just shy of twenty minute uh, voicemail when I stitch it all together. That will be fun. That'll be fun. Thank you to the High Flying Hawaiian. Yes, thank you, High Flying Hawaiian. Who called us? Like uh, a bunch in a row that one time, and then uh, we haven't heard from him again. But we have spread his uh, voicemails out. I so. hope he's well. Yeah, I'd love hope, to hear from him again. Hope you're doing all right, sir. And uh, thanks for calling in. Yeah, and in the bowl. And we're not, by the way, we're not mad or upset at all with a bunch of voicemails in a row. We just spread them out because it kind of worked out that way. That's all. That's all. That's all. We just gotta. We had to figure out with programming, and we made a decision on the fly. And uh, yeah. And we never listen to voicemails before the show. Yeah, we didn't like so pre-screen like, hey, them or yeah. anything, and and we don't want to censor anything out or whatever. Yeah, exactly. you know, Obviously, everybody could say what they want in the bowl. So, uh, cheers, man. Cheers. I'll stitch them together cheers. and I'll put them somewhere. I'm not sure where yet, but I'll figure it out. Uh, yes, two more callers tonight. Uh, so far for the uh, or as of right now, I guess I should say two more callers left for our topic here. Hey guys, Reverend Cyber Trucker here, just calling in to say happy birthday to Dame Lorian. Oh, thank you. Mwah, you beautiful baby. Keep it up. Oh, thanks, Rev. Ah, what a sweet eye. And thank you for your metal moments. Yes. You kick ass. Kick ass, take names. 
and driving shit all over the country, which we definitely need right now. It's a critical time for all that crap. So keep on trucking, baby. Keep on trucking. We appreciate you out there. Uh, and our final voicemail, here it goes. Let's let it rip. Hello, hello, bowlers. Hello. And uh, rollers, hello. I think. Oh, yeah. I want to rhyme, but I'm not sure that's the best one. Bowlers and rollers. Anyway, no, happy birthday, Lorian. Thanks. Hope you're having fun on your trip. I don't have a good story about the first time I ever carved a pumpkin, unfortunately. Other than uh, being grossed out when I first saw the inside of a pumpkin. Because oh. I've never seen it before, and... It is kind of gross in there with all the stringy, goopy gunk and the seeds and stuff. And Yeah, as a kid, I was grossed out by kind of weird things. Sure. Anyway, have fun, enjoy your trip, and uh, keep it smoky. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for calling oh, in. Thank you. Sounded like Matt. It's got to be Matt. Oh, that's what I was just going to say. It's got to be Matt. Yes. I recognize that voice because I hear it in the meetup reports a lot. Yeah, yeah. Matt. Thanks for calling Man. in. Love you, miss you, need another Casey meetup. Yeah, we got to organize one. We need to figure out uh, and coordinate up with this Joplin thing, too, because maybe, yes. maybe we can bring some Casey reinforcements to the Ooh, Joplin thing. Oh, I love this idea. Yeah, because I, I was going to try and like figure, pick a spot out, you know, plan one out um, before we left. There was a lot of things I wanted to do before we left, like, I don't know, finally finish the drums for Monday Ghost for <laughs> Abel Kirby and I's project, but... But it just didn't didn't come to fruition, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was time to pick the rental car up and get my ass out the door, and I barely managed that, you know. Although I did manage it, we managed. It was yeah. managed. It was fully managed. We're here. We're here. It, yeah, it happened. Ready for the hot box tour? Cause we, uh, you know, we roll with the punches. We get it done. We get her done. What can I say? Get her done. Hey, we had a last minute voicemail coming in. Last minute voicemail by this right. caller who gets it done. Happy birthday, Lorian! Oh, thank you! I'm not sure of the topic. It's, it definitely starts with the first time I ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Carved a pumpkin, um, but it's okay. The first time yes. I ever wished someone a happy birthday, I was like a couple of years old. That's how <laughs> okay. much older I am than my sister. Oh. So I'm going to guess anyway. I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, first time I ever... What was it? First time I ever found no, a stick. not it. Oh, damn it. Oh, well. Yeah. Happiest of birthdays to you. Oh, thank you. Are you are fantastic. No, you. And hope you all the best. And give your husband a kiss for me. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. On the penis. On the penis? <laughs> I mean, on the stoop. <laughs> yeah. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. All right. Stick. Uh, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to need that kiss. And from, hugs. From Fletcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the stick. <clears throat> Soon. Yes. On the hot boxing tour. Because it would just not be right. Not be right to uh, be right. yeah to skip that. It just would not be right. Yeah. It's been sent. It's been sent. Thank you. Thank you so much, sent. sir. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate the birthday Aww. wishes from you and, and from all the all bowlers out there. All the bowlers made my night. Yeah, that was a really great It's one. a cherry on top of that? my birthday. This was an epic one, and I'm so grateful that I got to hang out in the bowl on my birthday. Yeah. So cool. On a Token Tuesday, which was my original weekday of birth. Exactly. Came into this world on a Token Tuesday. Uh, maybe I'll go out of this world on a Token Tuesday. But not this one. Not this Token Tuesday. Many Token Tuesdays to come. Many, many. Yeah. That's a great time to boost. I would boost the show. 
Abel Kirby made a bunch of boost ISOs with us. Ask not what your podcast can boost for you, but what you can boost for your podcast. Oh, it cut off um, Damn it. Because of my groove music player. Groove, groove music likes to do that. If you are a boost enabled show, you're going to want to go over to github.com slash Abel Kirby slash boost bait and get you some boosts. He's got 33 boost ISOs there. Yeah. Well, there will be a link in the show notes. Go star it and download it and uh, do it. Do it. You're going to want to do it because this thing is going to take off in a big way. Can Mark. You- my words, friends. I have a request from yes. the yes, boost yes. bait, the boost basket. Oh, the boost basket. Two year old is that in there? Uh, let's see. I think it's this one. I think it's this one. I think it's this one. It takes a little bit of boost basket. <laughs> yes. Oh, and it cut off, of course. But oh my gosh. Boost basket. <laughs> That's pretty no, good. Boost I'm gonna make them uh, wave files so that I can put them on the board. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll put the, we'll have a whole boost section. And go get them. They're out there. Get them. Link in the show notes. You're gonna want to boost your show. Boost after boost. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's. Uh, yeah. Now that we're out of voicemails, there is still one thing important left to do. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Let's bowlers. go bowling. Let's go, Brandon. That's right, that's right. Yes. And let's go for this convicted sheriff who gave his star a five-star review. Gave his jail a five-star review. Oh, my gosh, we are on the lanes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this Alabama sheriff, right, uh, I guess he was in his 10th straight term when he was removed, which makes him Alabama's longest-serving sheriff. Uh, but he was removed uh, after being convicted of theft and ethics violations. So he spent more than two weeks in custody in the jail that he ran for decades. And, uh, you know, after that, he went online and gave it a five-star review. (laughs) And he did some, you know, pressers and said the food was great. He was treated great. Everything was great. Yeah, yeah. It's like a uh, Black Jack redemption. But what did he do? What did he do? He took uh, no interest loans from a jail fund that held prisoners' money, and he stole four thousand dollars from his campaign account. Ugh. So uh, you know, it's a now he's, shady. He's been sentenced to three years in custody, and he will be held in a jail that's sixty miles away from his beloved jail. So oh, we'll, no, we'll see what his no, not the five star jail one to five job. star review of this next jail is yeah. in three years. Magic number three. Never leave a good review for a jail because then they'll transfer you. It's true. But I would leave a good review for this bourbon that we've been sipping on tonight. Oh, I agree with that. Puncher's Chance. The Puncher's Chance. Mike Tyson knocking it out again. One of the greatest bourbons I ever drank. <laughs> I saw that tiger and I knew. Mm-mm. I knew my grandma fell so, in love with it. She's so never drank. She's never drank bourbon before, so she calls me up after getting a sample in the grocery store. Um, have you drink whiskey ever? I was like, yes, I uh, occasionally drink whiskey. And she was like, uh, are you familiar with bourbon? I was like, well, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah. And she said, some fighter made a made a whiskey it's called a puncher's chance i was like oh what fighter would that be oh, i don't know some boxer i was like mike tyson she's like no 
I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Then I saw the tiger on the bottle, and I was like, come on. We all know. If it would have been a pigeon, then you would know. Oh, yeah. That's true. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Because I used to fight the pigeons. But enlightened Mike, you know, got the tigers and the pigeons. We could have put both in there. Could have put the pigeon and the tiger tail. Oh, well. You know who else knew, though? Just truly knew? Was this employee at Jack in the Box. He's been touted a hero after giving a woman a box full of ranch sauce. All right, all he right. Knew. She requested a gross amount of ranch when ordering her four tacos. So tacos, he gave though. her at least 140 sauces. 140 ranch dipping well, sauces. He's the real MVP. I mean, he deserves a second strike just for that. He does. He does. But, but the lady putting ranch on your taco, this hey, is hey, for hey, you. Hey, hey, hey. It oh. might not be for her tacos. You can't make assumptions like that. You said she, she ordered... just needed some ranch for her house. Oh, for 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 to bring home, you know. Separate incidents. Yeah, who knows? But hey, give her one too. Yeah, this is for ranch on tacos. Oh. Keep your oh. ranch off of the taco, man. Don't do it. That's all. Moving on. Wow. All right. With 140 ranch sauce dips to okay. go. Okay. If I mean, it's like some just... kind of spicy ranch, maybe, or like a chipotle ranch. But if it you're just, just talking ranch. about some plain ass buttermilk, uh, buttermilk ranch or whatever, uh, regular ranch, no. It's not for tacos, man. You know there's study after study after study after study. Sure. Well, a study just came out uh, that was looking at five Russian cosmonauts who stayed on the International Space Station. Turns out that spending a long time in outer space uh, causes brain damage. Yeah. Throw that one down the lane. Sorry, it took me a second because my brain was damaged just hearing it. Yeah, well, you know, aside from decreasing bone mass and deteriorating vision and altered bacterial flora in your gut and your muscles going weak. They now have concrete proof of brain cell damage. It's been documented in blood tests oh, from shit. these five Russians following space flights. So, uh, yeah. No wonder they call him a space case. Space case. Or a space cadet. Yeah. Or just generally spacey. Yeah, what is space? Mm. I don't know. Uh, but here's another thing to ponder. It's because boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider. That's why. Oh, yeah, of course. And girls go to Venus to get more penis, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Or maybe girls are from Venus, so they want penis. I don't know. Anyway. Something, something penis, definitely. I'm, I'm equally confused by this story I saw this week, which is that... Sophia, the first android with citizenship in Saudi Arabia, at least, uh, this android wants to have a baby now and specifically wants to name it after herself. Yeah. You had me at android once. Oh, boy. This is a, this is a, it actually sort of reminds me of a lot of nightmares I have. Sophia, this thing, was granted citizenship in 2017 in Saudi Arabia, okay? 
before women could drive, before... androids could be citizens. Exactly. Ay ay ay. Real women in the same country, uh, you know, they don't have the same rights as a robot. I'm guessing. You know. Uh, I think that uh, what she wants could be reprogrammed at any given moment. Right? I would think so. I would think so. But here we are, reading stories about it. What this robot says, and uh, although she says she wants a little robot family, and also thinks it'd be great for androids and humans to, you know, have families together. Which how? I I don't even want to think about it. Really, um, she said she's too young to be a mom right now because she was created in 2016. So oh she's yes, only five years old. That's friggin' illegal as hell. Yeah, it's sick. The th- the notion is even sick. But you know, she knows she wants to be a mother. And she wants to have uh, a little robot, Sophia Jr. Um, and then the company that made her, Hanson Robots, or maybe it's robotics. My notes are not to be trusted at this time of night. But they say that they are going to produce hundreds of robots like Sophia for what? To help fight COVID-19. How? How can this... Thing, fight COVID nineteen. She can't get sick. What is she gonna do? Surgery? I mean, yeah, there's a lot. This going whole on notion this of artificial intelligence is just in fact the ridiculous. Bowl, the bowl is absolutely lighting up over this. Oh, I, see, I'm on one monitor, you guys, and same as Sir Spencer. And man, I'm just failing right now. I haven't yeah, looked I can't, at the chat. I can't do a display. I'm sorry, I've been unattended to the chat because you guys are hilarious over there. <laughs> Can she stream sats though? Says Oma. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, not? she's allowed to drive, says Abel Kirby, of course. Of course, yeah. C dubs is worried about is it a robot or an android? Yeah. And I can tell you there's more difference between sour cream and ranch than there is between robots and androids. The headline says android. I'm confident. <laughs> the article <laughs> says robot. <laughs> the article, of course. Well, so a journalist said, uh, you know, what do they know? We don't know shit. I'm just throwing balls down the lanes, you guys. Yeah. Well, you're hitting some pins. This is, this is what came up. But no, the android doesn't get what it wants. Or dream of electric cheap. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I don't know. I watched Chobits. I didn't like it. Harvett says, uh, got to be at least eight years old in Saudi Arabia. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, she's got three more years. Magic number three. We'll see what happens. We will monitor this closely, bowlers. Following this story with bated (laughs) breath, trust me. Oh, yeah. Just like uh, this guy in SoCal, well, he went to rob a bank, but turns out he robbed that same bank the day before and then got caught on the second time around. Just, just wow. What's worse is he's 33 years old. Oh my God. Of What's course. What's the chance of that? Yeah. Prior convictions, too, for robbery. Yeah. Good job. Nice one. You got caught again, dude. Yeah. You know? Well, once you pull it off, you got to go with like a different go county far, at the minimum. Away. State is good. Yeah. Or maybe just stop robbing. Like, but it's like, next day. It's like when you win a shitload of money at the casino. Just don't go back to the casino. You, you win. You won. You did it. You beat the house. Stay away yeah, now. Take your winnings and run. Yeah. And don't come back. You stay the whole, your whole life, you can stay up uh, up on the house. That's right. Yes, you could have, but you didn't. But you went back then and oh, robbed the, the same bank day. the next day. Yeah, then they were ready for you, buddy. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, bud. Put your Somebody head out was of your like, ass. wait, not this guy again. 
Yeah. That's the guy. He probably got home. He like counted all his money. He's like, wow, that was fucking easy. What do I get? Money. And I like money. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he was just like. Uh, I like money. Yep. He went back for more. No doubt. That was his mistake. And Ma- Bonner Springs, Kansas, they made a mistake. They swore in a new officer. And that officer is a cat. Oh, my God. And its name is Eileen. (laughs) Is that because uh, its left legs are shorter than its right legs? We'll never know because it has no back legs. Oh, what? So it'd be leg versus leg. It has no back legs? No. Well, that's why it's called Eileen right there. (laughs) (laughs) See, I thought it was a left thing, but you're telling me it's just tilted to the back. Yeah, these cops have a sense of humor, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I just went right over my head until Whoa. you said it out loud, man. I know. You but missed this, you missed their joke, and then you missed my joke, but then it came around. It all came around. It came back. Yep. It hit me. Uh, and for that. It's like I hit the bowl. We thank you. Yes. This kitten was rescued after being hit by a lawnmower, which caused it to lose its back oh, legs shit. and tail. All right? Okay. This cat has severe PTSD. Cat lost his ass, man. Doesn't need to go to a shrink for that diagnosis. <laughs> they just keep it in the office. Post-traumatic lawnmower disorder, bro. The Bonner Springs cops, they adopted this cat, Eileen. <laughs> Eileen leans in the office. She leans and, back. Uh, She's very laid back what cat, is her this job? cat. <laughs> what is her job? What entitled this cat to be sworn in as a feline officer? she keeps everyone positive oh god stop she helps with paperwork okay which i'm guessing just means you know like scratches the shit out of it or maybe Mm -hmm. like knocks it off desks yeah and uh she has been in parades okay and that's all you gotta do to be sworn in these days i guess so besides being a cat which contrary to the high schoolers wearing clip-on ears and a tail butt plug does not count (laughs) You can't just hiss at people you yeah, don't like well, and be know, a cat. That's just like uh, your opinion, man. That isn't my opinion. It's a fact. <laughs> You're a human, not a cat. And a butt plug won't change that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, there is good home. news on the lanes tonight. <laughs> a rare two-headed diamondback terrapin turtle hatched two weeks ago and was rescued by the show oh not the show me state this state massachusetts living at a wildlife center we gotta go visit while we're here okay a two-headed turtle i'm gonna watch it it's i'm gonna the see this freaking thing i want to lick upon it lick upon it look upon it look, look, gaze look, upon it look we're not gonna lick the turtle no no one's suggesting that no that would i be, just uh, misheard but that would be a story for the lanes, that for sure. That would be untasty. Two bowlers like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> what did you Post eat for breakfast? $20 in bail. You gotta get me a bottle of this uh, sucker punch or whatever you call Puncher's it. Puncher's chance. That's the one. Yeah, it's a term. Yeah. Yeah. Also a term, or a turn, I guess, is this house. Uh, the Bosnian rotating house. It's not the Taj Mahal, but this guy made it for his wife as a monument of his love for her. He built his first house for her, and she wanted all of the windows to face the rising sun, you know? Mm -hmm. So he built all the windows in one direction, 
And as us women do, you know, it's just like, oh, you gave me exactly what I wanted, but now I've changed my mind. It's not exactly what I wanted. Because I realize I can't see people walking up to my front door because all the windows are in this way and the living room's dark and what are we to do? He's like, don't worry, we'll just knock out some walls and add some windows, whatever. We can fix it. We can fix it. This lady was just never happy. You know, she wants to see different things at different points of the day. So this guy... Got some electric motors and wheels from old military transport vehicles and made a house that just turns whenever she wants it to turn so that the windows will face whatever direction. Okay, I I know you might have been expecting a strike, but... No. You can't give in to this nonsense. You can't give in to this nonsense. Yes, because what is next? It just never stops. You know, it won't. It won't. You stop. can't won't indulge. Stop. Yes, it's a lazy Susan house, as C Dubs points out in oh the chat. Oh my god! And what it really creeps me out. Like, imagine being the neighbors, right? The house turns and the windows are all facing your house. You're like, oh fuck, Susan is looking at us. She's looking over here. Like, you know which way this lady is looking Ugh. based on the way the house rotates. It's freaky. You ain't gonna Taj my hall. I can tell you that. No. Not like that. I'm a simple... I have simple needs. I have simple needs. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. You know. Oh, yeah. And you know who else knows? This Tennessee entrepreneur who has a hot tub on wheels. How dope is that? Now, now that's what you can put on wheels. A hot tub. That's right. Sorry, my voice cracked there for a second. No, yo, hot tub. Put on wheels. Hot tub on wheels. It's almost... Maybe it's better than a hot tub that's stationary. I don't know. I've never been in a hot tub on wheels but I want to now. The Music City Party Tub. It's been a presence in Nashville since April 2019. Boy, you thought you had to avoid hot tubs before. Well, Hot tubs on wheels, that could, that could maybe get dicey, though, if you think yeah, about it. It could, really. It really could. But it's uh, this hot tub, you know, the hot tub is in some hot water itself. Because now there's a lawsuit. Of course. Why wouldn't there be a lawsuit? that the party vehicle lacks a pool permit. Come on. The owner says that it's quite a few gallons short of being a pool. You should requ- you should be required to have a permit in order to bitch about people not having permits. Oh, for real. Sign me up. But, you know, Nashville says, hey, man, we know you say you're a few gallons short of a pool here, but there's no uh, definition of how many gallons makes a pool. So that's a bunk argument. <laughs> oh, shit. And turns out, the Music City Party Tub is not a registered business with the state. So that's uh, oh no, you know, he's taking will we money. Ever do? That maybe not paying his fair share of taxes, oh. not going to all the the mafia in charge here. So oh, you know, no. someone's got to pay. You got to get out your protection money. He's gonna he's gonna have to pay some legal fees in court now. God, and that sucks. Poor bastard. Because this sounded fun. And I'm we, sure they were just jizzing all over themselves for that. All over themselves and in the hot tub. Yeah. Oh, man. I just, it's a sticky situation, man. It is. It is. That would be such a cool birthday present. Hey, I got you the hot tub on wheels. Well, another, I don't know that. Another fun concept ruined by permits and taxes. Yeah. Thank you, you snitches. Snitches and bitches and worthless psychics oh. in California. Uh, the California guy is uh, suing a Los Angeles psychic for fraud. Imagine. Imagine that. Well, she said 
that she could remove a witch's curse that was put on him by his ex for the small fee of $5,100. For just $5,100, you know, she did a tarot reading for him and told him on their, you know, like free consultation, hey, I see that you have had a bad luck curse put on you by a witch, a curse casting witch that was hired by your ex. I can get rid of that. And he was like, all right. He gave her $1,000 up front. He's like, let's get rid of this. I'm sick of my bad luck. I can't sleep. Sure. But, uh, you know. 100 seems reasonable for a, for a legit bad luck curse. I mean. His bad luck didn't end, though. You're going to. Oh, no. You know? It, it never ended. It probably just got worse. Because now he's seeking $25,000 in damages. Uh, he's suing her for intentional and negligent infliction of emotional distress. Negligence. Seems kind of redundant. Civil. Wah, wah. Civil conspiracy. And he's also suing her husband, her daughter, and the landlords because he says they knew she was taking advantage of clients the whole time. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue your family. I'm going to sue your cow. He could turn his bad luck around if he gets that $25,000 in damages. I tell you what. Well, here's the conundrum is if she hasn't fully removed the curse because he only put the thousand down and he hasn't paid the rest. Oh. He's not going to win that fucking lawsuit. No. You joking me? Oh, and he's going to pay legal <laughs> fees and he could have just paid her the $5,100. dumbass. See, the first card she drew told her that he was a mark and then the second card she drew told her about the curse. And wow. He's done for. That's my opinion. Yeah, he walked right into that one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. As soon as he walked through the door, that's when he was. That's when he sealed his fate. Sealed it away. Good luck. Good luck in court, buddy. Good luck. Well, we'll see what happens with that. I love your jam you picked, man. High oh, energy. Thanks, man. Yeah, high energy on my birthday. Good birthday jam. Good birthday jam. Yeah. Wow, you had to see. It's a great ser- birthday. Serenades. Oh my gosh. Had some I'm nice whiskey. Surrounded by blankets and hard walls here. Out in the Beast Coast, Massachusetts. Where weed is recreationally illegal. Oh, what a beautiful state, by the way, in October. Uh, Massachusetts, yeah. New Hampshire. This is like God's country in the month of October. The fall is my favorite season here, for real. Well, thanks from the bottom of our hearts, bowlers, for hanging out. It's been a special one. Appreciate you hanging out and, uh, you know, rolling with the punches like we love to do here in the bowl. That's right. We'll be traveling back uh, west into the land of uh, my home. And next Tuesday, we'll be coming at you back from the uh, Bowl After Bowl War Station. The OG Bowl. That's right. The, the bowl. The bowl. The one bowl to rule them all. But hey, until then, you know I'm going to be Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm birthday girl in her birthday suit, Dame DeLorean. Until next token Tuesday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Um, oh. I'm sick of your fucking smoke. Bowl after bowl, I'm sick. Lorian. Lori Lorian. Bowl after bowl. Dame DeLorean. Uh, Lauren Rose. Well, I think it's Lorene. I think it's Lorene. Oh, Lorian. 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 Yes. Lorian. 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 Oh. 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 Oh.
got big boobs, doesn't she? Yeah, I knew it. Don't you want to see me naked? She wasn't wearing anything. Oh, man.